0: What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better.
1: I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley, and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman.
0: I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he can consider AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't
1: forget that the only reason they to be clear to begin with was because AEW Very was going true. to and they Very were trying true. to sign
0: it. Mixed martial arts. I think everything leads towards Sanhagen, but
1: I, I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sanhagen, uh, especially with his last two performances. The Alderman Sterling and Peter Jan running that back and the winner of
0: this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move.
1: You hear Dustin after the fight admitted though that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might
0: have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Manunia? The card isn't very good in my opinion. Even the undercard I don't think is that great. Juan, um, Don, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Ball, yeah.
1: Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put, put up our purses against one another and
0: Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's gonna win this fight. He's gonna throw combinations of Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet.
1: First off, I'm gonna say congratulations, Tyrone Woodley, for making
0: two million dollars. I would like to see Vitor and Jake. Because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Laughter is so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most who said the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts and this is what has allowed youtubers to come in and take over the sport and much much more (laughs) I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as you all can see, with my fighting jersey on. You have,
1: like, your really, really top-tier wide receivers. But then there's a pretty big drop-off. They didn't speak English, so, like, the UFC, like, wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. absolutely was happening for for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up, though, is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Orlovsky
0: show up on AEW Dynamite. like that... Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, we've seen Cejudo on Dynamite, we've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite, we've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like... It's just like,
1: the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful, exactly. fightful, Steven yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh Fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBDT Tito
0: for Life. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The Marksmith have arrived. Have a ride. Watching live rounds
1: with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion.
0: Will What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Live Rounds, episode thirty-five. Um, definitely got a lot to talk about. Um, definitely going to break down the GCW pay-per-view and uh, plenty of other stuff. Really good Dynamite coming up, so... Be- talking about that as well also we'll be talking about the ufc and uh francis and and dana white and all that fun stuff so a lot of good stuff to get into how you doing tonight steven
1: i'm doing good man pretty
0: uh pretty productive
1: day today like got a little bit of work done which is cool got some stuff set up for this new fightful show i'm starting on thursday with jeremy so uh the spotlight it's gonna be uh thursdays at 2 p.m eastern if you want to check that out on fightful Uh, we'll be talking a lot of indie wrestling on there too and uh, a little bit of everything on there but as always the show is brought to you by unkind esports want to make sure to shout them out real quick we got the logo right above me if you want to check out their new website it is unkindesports.com, and their social media make sure to give them a follow because they support us go to at unkind esports check out all their stuff on all their social media if you're a video game player yourself, especially if you play Halo Infinite, the new Halo game, they're looking for players for their team. They're looking for people to help with social media. They're they're looking just to expand and grow their community. And they're wrestling fans. Rob Van Dam's involved over there. Like there's wrestling fans and MMA fans over there. And I know that they'd be happy to see all over there. They're gonna be doing some Twitch streams and stuff soon. So shout out Unkind Esports. And also shout out WrestleRumble.com because we have the Royal Rumble this weekend. We have a free Wrestle Rumble entry that we're going to give away today on the show to a lucky viewer in the chat tonight over this way. Um, basically, the way it works is very simple, and I'll I'll say this a few times throughout the show as more people trickle in. But if you send any super chats, your name is in the pool to get a, a potential free entry. So ECW Hardcore Seven and John Gorman already have your names written down right here um i'm gonna put all the names on here of people who send super chats and then at the end we're gonna pick a random name they're gonna get a free entry and a chance for a thousand dollars at restrumble.com so really fun uh show tonight got stuff to give away got a lot of stuff to talk about uh how are you doing man
0: i'm good um maybe we can jump into a little bit of royal rumble too because i know that's this weekend and i don't know much about it but i know that that's this weekend um i also am going to be able to meet the undertaker and ray lewis this weekend so i'll be posting pictures of those on instagram so make sure you're following our instagram account um i posted some pictures from loco wrestling that i was at uh that was the crazy show i've never been in a building so cold in a wrestling show before um but yeah a lot of good stuff um I guess we can just jump right into GCW if you want to because we've already got two Super Chats on it. Yeah. Um, so let's go with the two Super Chats and then we'll talk GCW. Sounds good. So ECW Hardcore, Jim, uh, thanks for the Super Chat. I appreciate it. I was so disappointed by GCW pay-per-view. They dropped the ball big time. They definitely drove off new fans. Um, John... Super chat. Appreciate it. Hey guys, GCW has the ups and downs. Not sure I'll be a regular viewer. Francis Ngannou has evolved as a fighter and man, even a loss. Moreno is a star. Yeah, Moreno, man. Huge pop. Huge pop. Really over in certain markets for sure. Um, So when it comes to GCW, I don't know. I feel like this could be a long conversation. So I guess my biggest thing is, is to me, to the new fan base, it is not um, a more of a mainstream cleaned up product and to the GCW fan base, it is not GCW enough and using too much mainstream And it's like you're trying to merge them together, but both sides are kind of rejecting it, I guess you would say. And so I guess my thing is, and and I think GCW kind of got stuck in a bad position because I think that they are at a point to where people are looking for a replacement for Ring of Honor because now Ring of Honor is gone. GCW didn't ask for this. GCW just was you know, wherever we can go as successful as we can be, that's fine. But now this ring of honor is gone. It's almost like the expectation is for them to be the new ring of honor, but they're not going to be that same type of Sinclair broadcasting cable network product. You know what I mean? So I I think that not, I don't know to say they have an identity crisis, but I'm not sure that GCW can get to a more mainstream level and still be GCW. So how, how do you feel about everything?
1: So I did like an hour and a half long review of this for Fightful the night of. So like, if y'all want to hear like super, super, geez, I almost popped my drink over, uh, <laughs> like, like, a like a long detailed conversation myself and Righteous Red. Sean was there for a, a minute too. Um, and then the reason I bring that up is because there there was a lot of divisiveness. Like, it seemed like half the people loved the show, half the people hated the show. And and then there was also the group that was, like, really kind of 50-50 on it. Like, it was a real mixed bag of, of how people felt about the show. The way that I feel about it is I think that, like, they had to do the Hammerstein Ballroom. Because, like, if you have that opportunity, you have to do it. You know, Agreed. like that's just, you know, and that's a big reason why a lot of new viewers tuned in was because it was Hammerstein and a big crowd and it was hyped up and it was really, uh, it was really, you know, it was like an event for wrestling fans. Like everyone on Twitter was, was tweeting about GCW and that like hardly ever happens. So from that sense, I understand why they did that show, but I also knew that going into it, like, they couldn't do light tubes. They couldn't do, you know, the skewers. Like, there's uh, probably the main reason Atticus Kogar didn't have a match is because he couldn't do skewers. You know what I mean? Like, because that's, yeah. like, half his, like, gimmick is people want to see him do that. Like, like, Nick Gage couldn't use a pizza cutter. They, like, teased it, but, like, a lot of the stuff that makes GCW GCW, they just couldn't do. They had the issue with Nick Wayne couldn't get in because of the commission because he's 15 uh they had you know so there was just a a slew of kind of like things about the show and i I know people said like there were some like audio problems on fight and and all this stuff too so but then then you get into like when we'll elaborate on this but like the strange decision to have jeff Jarrett beat effie and have ruby soho beat ali catch and like and it was like it was trying to appeal to the mainstream audience but trying to kind of be like a like an ecw tribute show almost because that's what i think that they were expecting to see so like it's it was weird it was it, it was but there were at the end of the day i did love the show like i thought it was because so many people got eyes on them that that hadn't had it like to see guys yeah. like Paul radrick and hoodfoot and those kind of dudes like go out there in front of like a big crowd marcus mathers like it, it's it's so I love seeing people like get their big moments, but then I think that there were like it wasn't a perfect show, and it, and if they if this, if they're caught between a rock and a hard place because they're trying to to gain more audience, but they also couldn't do like what a GCW show really is. Yeah. So it's it's just it's it's really I'm I'm torn on it, but I I liked it, but I think that the audience. Like, if they would have done the show in Atlantic City, like, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal yep. because it wouldn't have been Hammerstein, but it would have been a way better show because it would have been done, like, a GCW show. So it's like, right? you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm split on a lot of it.
0: I feel like a lot of it was, like, they had to make that show just to say that they did it. Right. But it wasn't necessarily, like, the super show that we all thought we were going to get, right? So it's like, yes, we stamped it. We made the Hammerstein Ballroom. We we did the show. But it was more of like a statement for where the company was than the actual quality of the show.
1: I agree with that 100%. That's actually really, really well well put. Yeah.
0: So I think that that was like the biggest issue with it is that people were expecting like the granddaddy of them all for GCW. And it was almost like they brought in just a bunch of mainstream wrestlers for attention on GCW, and it didn't necessarily feel like GCW in a lot of ways, but there were moments that were really cool. And I do think that the ending kind of rubbed people the wrong way. I think a lot of people were super excited to have the Briscoes in GCW, to have the Briscoes lose to, to Nick Gage in Tremont, which, by the way, absolutely love that Nick Gage was in the show. You knew it was going to happen when he was shown in the intro. Like, I felt like that they should have cut that part out. If they would have cut that part out, you would have totally believed that he is not coming tonight. But once they showed that, it was like, oh, okay. And then, I mean, once it was Tremont, I was like, oh, Nick Gage is the other guy. Like, it was pretty clear. Um, And I think, honestly, people wanted FTR. Like, let's just be real. And – So it's like they're feeding off of mainstream wrestlers and ideas and putting it in GCW, but are we going to stay GCW or are we going to become this like super indie that is actually going to start reaching more mainstream masses? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think they'll stay GCW because that's gotten them to this point. And like, I just don't see them selling out quote unquote, if you look at it that way, but like, But I'm interested in. But
0: do you feel like that they sold out for on that show? Because I feel like a lot of people feel they already did.
1: Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think that they would sell out because this was this was one show and it was in a particular building in a particular city that has a particular set of rules and all this stuff. I'm interested to hear the feedback. If there's anyone out there, which there's going to be plenty of these people that have never watched GCW, don't really know what GCW is all about they watched hammer sign and they liked it but then they're gonna see their first real gcw show so like what will they think like so it's like it is it's almost i don't know i'm just interested to see how this goes because like if you if you tuned into just that and you liked it and you tune into the next show and you see barbed wire glass light tubes tax blood all over the place and you're like wait a second this this they didn't have any of this on the hammer sign show i don't like this it's it's almost like false advertising to a degree because like what we saw at Hammerstein isn't really what we see every other time we watch GCW. Now, although now GCW, is, I have to make the point though that like yeah. GC, GCW, as we both know, like they're they're known a lot as kind of a deathmatch match company, but usually it's only like one or two matches out of like a ten match show or actual ultra violent death matches. So I think they did a really good job showcasing their their talent that they have that are wrestlers there that you know we'll talk more about the questionable booking decisions but like you know what i mean like it's like they advertise what this company is to all these new viewers and i don't think that they'll just stay doing this though like i think they'll go back to to what got them there and i'll see how those how those new fans react to that if they, if they like it or they don't i have no idea
0: yeah i mean i I almost feel like it was like an info commercial for GCW more than like their super show that they, that people wanted it to be. But like, didn't you think that the ballroom looked weird too? Like I, I wasn't used to seeing that many people like on the, the entrance way and the way that they had put it and the, the walls or whatever under the, the balconies, like they didn't used to be blue, right? Like they used to just be like, a, it just looked cosmetically different to the eyes. So it took me a while to really make me feel like that was actually the ballroom. Um, I, I And that might be completely not them. Like it's just new renovation or whatever they decided to do. But that did not look like ECW one night stand Hammerstein ballroom. That looked like something different to me. So I, I felt like that was a little weird. And then the, the throwbacks to ECW and even like One Night Stand, I thought was a little bit too much. I, um, Cardona, it makes sense because Cardona is a huge freaking mark and he has all the creativity in the world and and that makes sense. But some stuff, you know, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't a bad show, though, especially if you've watched GCW before, like, Trust me, there's been way worse shows. Like, this is not, um, uh, it this is not like a, a, a total disaster by any means, in my opinion. If, if listen, GCW is always going to have audio issues. I'm sorry. Like, it just seems like that's always going to happen. There's a
1: TV, I think it's both of them combined, I think.
0: Like, also. <laughs> Do you think if that was a full GCW crowd because they were not popping and reacting to stuff that a GCW crowd would have you know,
1: dude, like Vlad the Superfan was there like I, I don't want like I I don't, I, don't, I I don't want to doubt that he may or may not follow GCW. I don't know, but like I've never seen him live at a GCW show before. You know what I mean? like yeah, I think yeah. there was a lot of people, especially in like the New York area that are probably just wrestling fans that were like, I want to be a part of something big because I'm hearing all this buzz about this show, and I felt the same way. It was like there were certain things that got really big pops, and then there were certain things that I expected to get really big pops and really didn't. And it was a little surprising. Like the
0: beginning, the beginning ladder match is like crickets. Like they don't even know that the match is going on. They're like wrestling in front of like the first spot where they actually hit somebody with the ladder. They're like, oh, it's a match. It's happening. Like, I don't know. This this just a lot of weird stuff. (laughs) When they announced the Luchas, he announced the wrong team. He's like, oh, my bad. I mean, this team, like it, it. I don't know. Like to me it's like what what does G, what is GCW's goal? What do they want to be? Because I I do think they could be the number 3 American promotion in the world and we've already talked about that we believe they are, but I mean I think they could solidify it. It's just I I don't know what what they plan on doing, you know? And I and honestly I think they're just kind of riding the wave and just taking wherever it goes. But I feel like people's expectations are higher when you're actually on pay-per-view, when you are in the Hammerstein ballroom, when you are selling that much tickets, like people are expecting a different type of show than what they got.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it, I, I it definitely, like I, like I said, I thought it was a good show. It was just a yeah. weird. like, for instance, Effie and Jeff Jarrett. Like, there was no point in Jeff Jarrett winning that match unless they run that back in, like, a death match. That could be interesting. <laughs> like, you know, like...
0: I'm I just, think they're uh, running it back. I just don't know what they're doing. Like, to me now, I'm wondering what the hell they're doing for spring break. Because yeah. it it's going to be wild. I know that. And I bet you it'll be a better show. I bet you, see, you it'll be a far better show.
1: Your boy Osprey is trying to be on there.
0: Listen, if he's there, I'm there. Yeah, he's, he's there, in- I'm there.
1: Did you see all that on Twitter? Well,
0: I saw Nick Wayne say yeah. that he wants Osprey, and Osprey's like, okay, no problem. But and Janelle is we'll-
1: like, we're going to do it. Like it is, yep. Everyone's on board. We're doing that. So yep. for people who don't know, Nick Wayne is 15 years old and was told like shortly before the show or like a day or two before that like he, he was couldn't be on it. He was told at
0: school. Yeah, I, saw, I saw Semper V. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: but yeah, which is just like so messed up, but like he was there at the Hall of Fame and everything, and he's a great wrestler, and like he definitely deserved to be there, but the commission wouldn't let him do it, so Joey Janela said, this is bullshit, basically. Who do you want to wrestle at spring break? We'll try to make anyone you want happen, and that's how this came about, so it sounds like it's going to be Will Ospreay versus Nick Wayne at spring break, which
0: is going to be insane. Yep. And they also announced Ninja Mac and Nick Wayne for Houston. So, I'll get to see that. From Hell yeah. A, yeah. That be awesome. Um, hopefully, the building won't be as cold. God, that was brutal. <laughs> I have so much respect for, like, Akira and those guys because, I mean, the building was 38 degrees. And they were wrestling with no shirt on, taking bumps on the cement. I mean, now it's freezing. So, props to them for that. Yeah. But that sounds miserable it it was brutal it was absolutely brutal but um in in regards to gcw uh what what was like your favorite match what what did you not like stuff like that what we got
1: um so things that i didn't like i didn't like jeff Jarrett beating effie i didn't like ruby soho beating ali catch
0: yeah
1: um i didn't like that the main event was only like five minutes long because they had the heart out on 11 PM Eastern for like, they had to end the show by then no matter what. So it just got yeah. rushed, unfortunately. Um, let me see if there's anything. I, 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 this isn't really anyone's fault, but I, I, it did suck that Jonathan Gresham couldn't be on the show. Cause like that would have been awesome and Nick Wayne as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I didn't like that. Atticus that Atticus Kogar didn't have a singles match. Um,
0: or Matthew justice. Yeah. You didn't have a match.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so there there was things that I didn't like about it. But stuff that I did like, I I liked everything about the pre-show. Like, I loved all those different people getting a shot in the Battle Royal, like, to get on yeah. there, on the show. Because a lot of those wrestlers should have been on the like, the, like, singles matches, or, or even on the scramble match. Yeah. Um, or even the ladder match that opened the show. Right. Like, you know, I'm I'm a little biased because I like the dude so much, but like Jimmy Lloyd, I really think is like, you should have had a singles match on the show. Like like spotlight some of these guys that fans have, might not really know too well that are like really important to the company. Like Jordan Oliver and, and AJ Gray, especially, but he won the brass ring. I think he'll
0: be the one to beat Moxley for the title. I really do. That'll um, be a brutal match too. That'll be yeah. an absolutely brutal match. But boy, did he eat shit on that ladder.
1: Yeah, he owned up to it too. Though he's being yeah, he's being cool about like because he got roasted online. Um, I thought the trio's match was incredible. I loved that like double uh, chicken flip. fight
0: thing with the with oh the... <laughs> yeah the the Canadian destroyer yeah
1: like.
0: But how about the the flip kick to the outside and they both flipped? That yeah. was genius. Love yeah. that spot.
1: I, I loved it. the The finish seemed like it was botched, but. The match itself ruled. I thought it was cool that they got Leo Rush for Blake Christian because, like, last minute, that's the best person Blake Christian could wrestle. They have, like, so much chemistry. So there was a lot of good stuff. I thought Cardona and Janela was fun, but it went way too long. Like, they could have done that in half the amount of time and given us, like, a real main event. But instead, they did, like, 20 minutes of Hornswoggle and Sam Stackhouse and and all that stuff. The only cool thing was Brian Myers doing the edge spot because, like, they were the edge heads and, like, you know, like I yep. kind of that all kind of came together,
0: not only um, that like I've been waiting for Brian Myers to get involved in g c w like yeah. it it had to happen eventually, so when he finally did, it was just like okay, that that makes sense, all is right um and i and I do like that basically the whole entire uh what major bros uh group was represented. I thought that that was pretty cool yeah I, I've gotta admit though dude, like. I've been heavy against Chelsea Green, but I think she and Matt are dynamite, man. I think that it is perfect because he can be even more of a heel. He can show off more. She can do stuff like the the way that like she kicked him in the balls, but he had a cup. Like stuff like that, just genius, man. So I think that they are really good group together and it works especially in GCW because then he can always act like that. This is like a dump for my wife and my wife deserves better than this garbage. And she can always be disgusted. And I just think that it really helps him as a heel.
1: Yeah, I agree. Chelsea's definitely won me over a lot more recently. Um I, I also, what did you know? I will say, when they did Moxley and Homicide as the co-main, that's when I was like, "Nick Nick Gage is for sure gonna be in the tag team yep. match." Like, because there's like, there's no way they're gonna end the show on anything else. Um, What did you think about Mox versus Homicide? Because I thought it was a pretty solid match, but like, I ca- like if it was these two guys in New Jersey, for instance, like it would have been a totally different match. I feel like.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's fine, but I felt like that this is just like I, I thought there was no way homicide was winning this match once it started, and the fact that like Moxley has all this momentum, he's about to feud with Brian Danielson. By the way, he looks freaking tremendous, like unbelievable. I can't believe that like three month transformation that he's gone through, but he looks in fabulous shape. Um, I, I thought that it was a it was a solid match, but. And I almost felt like it was like Homicide was about to retire. Like, that's kind of the vibe that I was getting. Because, like, he was saying something in his ear. He, like, kissed him on the head. Homicide was in the corner. I felt like he was about to take off his gloves or something and put him in the ring and it would have been done. Like, it just kind of seemed like, um, you know, it, but but it didn't even look like that big of a challenge to Moxley. You know what I mean? Like, they did not look like they were on the level playing field and Moxley just kind of went right through him and on to the next. So... That's kind of how it felt.
1: I felt the same way. Like, I didn't th- I didn't think that Homicide was going to win, but I did know people that were pretty sure he was going to. So I was like, all right, well, maybe he will. But I uh, I really, like I said before, I really think – so here, here's one thing. Here's one bonus or, or one benefit, I should say, of a lot of people watching this show is – because I'd imagine this is the most – watched indie show ever like i don't know for sure but with all the buzz and all the promotion behind it it's probably the biggest indie show ever and the beginning of the show people are going to remember aj gray winning the brass ring ladder match and i think months down the road like the next time there's like a really big gcw show that everyone's interested in we'll see aj gray beat John Moxley for that title. So, like, I think that same audience, even if they dip out on GCW for the the smaller shows, by the time they're back for the next big show, it'll be like, oh, the dude who won the ladder match is getting the title shot, kind of thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Do you do you think that that's the spring break main event is Moxley and AJ Gray?
1: Um, I think it'd be a really good idea to do that.
0: Yeah. Do you do you like the idea of Gage being in a tag match? I like, like it better than him wrestling singles team?
1: right now because he didn't yeah. look to be in the. I mean, I think if, mentally he's in a good spot, but he didn't look to be
0: like in the best physical shape from what I can tell. Well, so. but that I I, I kind of feel like that there was an issue there with GCW, like just how they used him, like not not the tag match wise, but like they literally took him off TV for months. And then they brought him back, I feel like, for one big moment, like, to pop and everything. And I I just felt like it was kind of – and then he was, like, the leader of the locker room saying goodnight and all that stuff. But it it felt like that he has not necessarily been replaced, but he just kind of been on the back burner. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm back, but I'm a tag team champion now and – I don't know. I I don't know really what they, what they do with him. And if, if it's very rarely going to be, the tag belts are very rarely going to be defended. And I mean, I get it usually. I mean, it's kind of like the sting and Darby treatment, right? Like you put them in a tag team where they don't have to work as much and you can still, you know, draw or whatever. Um, But, but I I don't, I don't know how they go handling that.
1: Yeah. And and like a big part of me, is even less sure when it comes to certain stuff with with gcw because like rsp hasn't been a part of the show at all and wasn't a part of hammerstein and all that stuff but like he was the champion of the company for like a year and a half straight and like you know what i mean so then the reason i say that is just because like i would have figured he would have been one of the top guys in gcw for years and years and years granted i don't know if there's something like that he's on like the the brink of doing to where maybe he can't do GCW. I I don't know, but like, you know what I mean? So part of me is like, well, there's no way that kind of phase Nick Gage out. But the other part of me is like, I mean, they phased RSP out completely and he was their champion for forever. So like, who knows? I, I think, I do think it's smarter though to have Nick Gage in this spot because he can stay popular. He can do less on his body and it gives them the opportunity to really spotlight, newer talent like aj gray and and jimmy lloyd and um you know a lot a lot of these guys that were that we're talking about like you can effie like spotlight them as like in the world title mix and gage can still do the tag team thing and and have you know his moments too and and get the crowd riled up and everything well,
0: with gauge you just need him to have his entrance and let exactly. him go in there and have a couple of you know show signature spots and he can go home and it's fine everybody leaves happy i don't think he has to be the main event anymore i don't think he has to be the champion any of that stuff so i'm I'm cool with it um i feel like tremont is a weird like i get it because they're both like death match type guys but like neither one of them are going to do death matches as a tag team. So unless that, that changes, then I, I don't, I don't know what they do there.
1: Well, they do have a long history together though. And like yeah, CZW I, and I all that. that. So, so it's like, it made sense. I, I, I mean, but that's the whole thing. I, you know, cause you know, I, I, Atticus Kogar, for instance, like, you know, I think he should yeah. be main event level guy. And it was great to see Mance Warner back and stuff. So it's like, there's, I feel like they're just in this position right now where it's like Gage and Tremont together just makes sense. And it can keep Gage out of the main event scene to let new people be the focuses of the show, but you're not losing Nick Gage. Like you said, you're still getting his entrance. You're still getting the pizza cutter in the light tubes and all that stuff when you see Nick Gage, but you're going to see that. And then you're also going to see new people, being, because that's really what they need at the end of the day. Like, if you do want to be the number three or, or number one or whatever your goal is, a wrestling company in the world, as much as I love Nick Gage, like, you got to be prepared for, like, the day that he's not able to keep doing this. Or or, or he might yeah. eventually not be as over. Like, I mean, I don't see it happening, but who knows? You know, so you got you got to be preparing for your future with these younger guys, I think. So,
0: yeah. It, it, but the, I just think that GCW is at a weird time because so many free agents popped up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they wouldn't have had a Bandito, and you know, um, and then with the Forbidden Door as well. That 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 allows you know Moxley and Ruby Soho, and now you know Jeff Jarrett is weird. Um, but Cardona, like it's just. I know you, it, 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 it feels a lot like, you know how like they would do the Joey Janela spring breaks and they would just book the most random stuff? Like, yeah. I feel like this is just like big, giant Joey Janela spring break, like all the time now. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause we get like Ricky Morton and Scotty Chuhati and like just right. kind of ran. But, but it's also like a proving ground to see if you can still go, which is kind of interesting. I, I will all say this I didn't hate. Jeff Jarrett on the show as much as as much as most people probably did. I actually love the the entrance music with his old guitar yeah. riff from the My World yeah. song. Like, yep. cause I hated him so much when he was using that in when he was in TNA, just like everyone else. Like he was like the Triple H of TNA or whatever back then. Right. And right. but now it's like nostalgic to hear that. So yep. Um, it's just weird that he's like transformed into this weird Undertaker clone. That's type that's thing. a weird one. <laughs>
0: I like that his guitar shots now are like much more vicious though. Like where he like drags him by the throat or whatever, like by, you know, and, and, uh, and then like, he gave Effie his finisher while he had the guitar, you know, on his head. So like, I, I think that that looks cool. That's not sweet. the worst thing in the world. It's just, it's just like, man, Jeff Jarrett, GCW, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But I I do like that Effie, like, calls him out on his BS, and, you know, he's basically calling him, like, a clout chaser, and, like, he just comes around when any company starts to get buzz. and, but it's like, that's exactly what he did, and he beat you. Like, I I, I just don't like that. uh,
1: But maybe it'll
0: it'll lead to something to where Effie Mm -hmm. will eventually get revenge, and It'll be
1: all fine. I, I wonder if they do any kind. I don't know if this would be good or not. I'm just throwing it out there. I wonder if they do any kind of story where Jeff Jarrett, because he's been hinting about and talking so much about wanting to buy or start another company, there's just so much speculation around that. If like right. there's a story about him trying to buy GCW from Brett, and like.
0: You can totally he, have Conrad show up with a blank checkbook and be like, how much, Brett? You know. And, like,
1: yeah, like, maybe he sells it, quote-unquote sells it in front of the crowd. And it's like – and, like, Jeff – and that's why Jeff Jarrett's been, like, putting the position he's in and, like, why he's winning and, and – and, like like and then, like, then like,
0: yeah. I, I tell Conrad all the things that need to be fixed in this dump, you know, like – and then funny.
1: then like Effie beats Jarrett to like you know get control back or something. I don't know. I this sounds very WWE uh, storytelling and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I necessarily want this. I'm just saying there has to be a bigger reason why not only is Jeff Jarrett being featured like this, but he him beating Effie to me, like he he's absolutely sticking around for the foreseeable future with GCW because otherwise it makes no sense for him to beat Effie that night. So
0: yeah. Weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a weird time. It's a very weird time. Um, Yeah, and it's like too, like you just never know. Like you're you're just scrolling through Twitter, and then all of a sudden you see an announcement. You're like, what in the world? Okay, you know, like I I have no idea what we're gonna see coming up. You know, Um, yeah, but yeah. I think GCW just kind of goes back to being GCW. I think that they they hit that miles, milestone, they celebrated it, and now it's just like on to the next uh, next town, and then the big shows are going to be the collective, and then we'll go from there. But I don't think that like this is like a big shift in what they're going to be doing from now on. I just think that it was kind of how the show went. But I mean, I think even like Brett will tell you the show wasn't perfect and there was definitely issues. So it's not like they think that they just hit like some home run. But I'm telling y'all, if y'all have a problem with the audio issues or the the, commentary is too loud and you can't hear the crowd and all that other stuff, like that's just typical GCW Mm. stuff or fight or whatever. Like, but that's basically all their pay-per-views.
1: I'll throw this out there for those that are watching this. If you want to see a home run of a show that happened this past weekend, watch Action Wrestling Southeast First on IWTV. That was one of the best wrestling shows I've ever watched. Like, I'm not even, like, exaggerating. I'm not saying, like, in recent memory. Like, that was just a great wrestling show. So, check it out. The crowd was hot as hell the entire time. Big, I don't want to spoil it for people who might not know, but, like, big title changes. And it was, like, it was was an awesome show. And you can use code FIGHTTALK if you want to watch it, F-I-G-H-T. Talk, but uh, did you see that show or or see anything about it? You
0: Maybe should really watch stuff. it. Yeah, it was
1: awesome, especially the main event. Watch the main event if nothing else. It was uh, Alex Shelley defended the IWTV Championship against AC Mack, and I know what happens in that one. But okay, yeah. I'll just say it out loud. Then it doesn't matter. So, yeah. um, spoiler alert: if you're gonna watch it and don't know the results, um, AC Mack, who is the former sub champion and the former action champion beat Alex Shelley to win the IWTV championship and the match was awesome. And it was like in the action wrestling building. So he's like the hometown guy there and like the promoter and like the fans and everyone was just super behind him to get the championship. And it was just done really, really, really well. And the rest of the card was, was great. Like all the matches were great. The crowd response was incredible. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to give them a shout out for people who might want another another show to watch if you're a little disappointed in gcw i promise you you'll watch action from start to finish and you'll you'll think that was a home run for sure
0: yeah um i'll say a couple of notes uh uh, for loco that might be interesting so marco stunt opened the show um holy crap is he small man like seeing him live that close wow (laughs) uh he also has blonde hair now Mm -hmm. um he popped up in the Cardona match. Yeah, 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 that's right. He did. But uh, I, I, he kind of got a shaky reaction. Like, some people definitely cheered for him, but some people are just kind of like, oh, whatever. At Loco um, or GCW? Loco. Oh, okay. Um, sure. He faced Joe Alonso. Um, I don't, do you know who Joe Alonzo mm-hmm. is? He is a brutal heel. Like, hated, right? Like, f you joe alonzo chants all the time he comes out to no friends um he just is uh he's brutal right and so like he was telling marco like you know AEW's not gonna sign you buddy your career's over it's okay i'm gonna cancel you like your brother like just brutal stuff yeah like real jugular stuff and uh so then after the match which marco lost um Marco cuts a promo and basically says that he's been home because of a concussion. And since October, he had a really bad concussion and he hasn't heard from AEW or anything, but according to the dirt sheets, he's not getting re-signed. And uh, he said also that like all of his supposed friends that he thought were his friends haven't been calling him. And he's like, the one person that did call him was Joe and Joe uh, got him booked for Loco And so he wanted to thank Joe and they kind of broke kayfabe or whatever. And then he super kicked Joe and basically said like, this is his new resurrection or whatever. And like walked out. So I think it's pretty clear. He's not coming back to AEW. Um, and it sounds like he had a bad concussion and that's why he's been gone for so long, but contracts up in may, I don't think he's coming back. Um, couple others sam stackhouse won the number one contendership for loco and he will be facing dante leone in the next gcw uh show in houston i bet so, you so a
1: billion dollars he does a
0: moonsault you see not here, he, he, i've seen him do it all the <laughs> he time. does it every time no matter he, what he, he, he usually that's misses too. I know, that's just yeah. one
1: thing. It's like he's just seeing a guy that big do a moonsault the entire and I don't team. know why they keep he's
0: taking off his shirt during the match. <laughs> yes, it's not appealing at all, but they always do it. Um, And, and during Loco, before the match, they both sm- uh, smoked a joint, like before the match even started. And so, yeah, Loco's crazy, man, I'm telling you. Anyways, so he wins, so it's going to be him and Dante Leone for the loco title, Ninja Mac versus Nick Wayne, and Brian Keith versus Tony Deppen are the confirmed matches for Houston. Yeah. So, so that's, that's for the
1: title, Deppin and Keith?
0: Uh, no, that's just just GCW match for the GC. It's just oh, oh, show. I, oh, I was thinking that this was uh, New Texas for some reason. No, 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 is, no, no, Is
1: he still the champion of New
0: Texas? Yeah, it Frank sounds Luke. like it's going to be him and Mysterious Q running it back in WrestleMania weekend. That's what it sounds like they're going to do. Nice. Okay, you're talking about GCW, that's right. Um, yeah, uh, Loco. Uh, yeah, Loco. But yeah, the GCW show. But where I was at was Loco. Um, right, right, right. Chris Carter and Will Allday had an amazing match. Really good match. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Will Allday. Mm-hmm. He's he's really good, man. He's really good. Um I don't know if he can make it in the mainstream just based off like character and stuff, but man, he's he's really good, and he always has like his own fan base that comes to those shows. Like he's always has a a section that cheers for him, and uh, they they killed it. Chris Carter always, man, that kid always gives you your money's worth. I love that kid. I'm surprised um, we haven't seen more of him like outside of Texas, Chris Carter. I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, I've seen him versus ACF. I've seen him versus Dante Leone. I mean, I, I, he's he's so good. Um, and then uh, there was Ninja Mac and Ricky Reyes, which is okay. But Ricky Reyes is not trying to really go all out there and really bust his ass or anything. Um, but Ninja Mac was Kamikaze Mac because he was in the red. Um, so that was cool. Uh, Lord Infamous, do you know that is? The Walmart bumper.
1: I don't, a Lord Infamous.
0: The guy that always bumps at Walmart that does those moves at Walmart that went viral, oh, like he's well, always doing RKOs yeah. okay yeah. at Walmart and stuff. Yeah,
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He
0: he took a um Spanish fly to the outside through a couple of doors like on the actual concrete. That and they called the match after it was done. Like after that spot, it was a it was they called the match. So yeah, he his chops are so weak. Like you you can tell he's got a while to go. Um, and then uh man, Akira and Dante Leone, awesome, awesome. I had never seen Akira before. He comes out to Blood Sports uh Kumite songs, so I thought that was sick. And uh he he just straight up wrestled, no deathmatch stuff, just a flat out wrestling. Um and then he cut a promo afterwards. He did lose. He cut a promo afterwards. And said that uh, he he's going to prove that, like, deathmatch wrestlers are the best wrestlers in the world. And his first stop was Loco. But we kept chanting, please come back, please come back. And he said that Loco is now going to be his home. So, hopefully, they book him every time because he was awesome. He, he definitely won the crowd over. He's and part of the
1: KOBK, too. Like, those guys that I'm pretty cool with. So Yeah.
0: I, I think he'll probably, like, do a deathmatch the next time he's over there. Yeah. Um, but it was, he was awesome. And then Sadiqa and uh, Mickey Knuckles was crazy. They took the complete ring apron off of the ring. So it was just nothing but wood. And, I mean, light tubes and everything. Like Sadiqa's nuts. Sadiqa is absolutely nuts. Okay. Sadiqa won okay. Yeah, she won. And then they, they shaved Mickey's hair. They didn't shave her head, but they made her like... Uh, it, they they put it probably on a number one or two something like that. So yeah, but it was a it was an awesome show, and I mean props to those guys. Also, you know, like Shane Taylor's like really over in Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. but he lost to Hernandez at Loco,
1: like Impact Hernandez.
0: Yeah, like clean oh, wow. lost to him clean. So I was surprised by that, but uh, but yeah, it was it was a cool show. Loco's next show is a. Uh, April 23rd, because the GCW show is a Fight Club show, so it will be GCW versus Loco. So they'll have basically all the Loco people. So hell yeah.
1: I know, know GCW is supposed to be in Atlanta soon too, like next month or the month after, like some pretty soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to that for sure, right?
1: I I honestly, I, I plan to, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't have tickets or anything yet, but I got to get on that. I, I got to see what that situation is. But yeah, I definitely would like to be there for sure.
0: Yeah, I've just got to figure out what I want to do for WrestleMania weekend now. That's my biggest mm-hmm. thing. I saw all these, Matt, all these things. Like, I, there's like 25 events and it's all sorts of stuff. So, I'm just now just deciding what to do. Yeah, I'm really that- hoping that there's some good stuff Saturday and Sunday. Cause it seems like there are going to be some stuff that's going to be Saturday and Sunday for the people that don't want to go to mania. So I'm hoping that there's some good stuff there. So
1: I think I saw today that they're doing NXT the, yeah. like on Saturday and then Saturday, like then Saturday afternoon and Saturday night is WrestleMania
0: or one yeah. of the nights of WrestleMania. Probably. And I don't care. Yeah. That's I can. I, yeah. I, why would you Why would you want to go to an NXT WrestleMania show? Like, I just don't think they have the roster for that anymore.
1: No, I, I said this earlier. I think it was, I think True is who I was responding to. I can't remember. But it was like, I was thinking about that. And I was like, before you had to make the choice, NXT TakeOver or like Ring of Honor or like some super indie show, like you had to like, it was like NXT, but you know what I mean? Like you really yeah. make that choice. Cause it was like a similar type of product. Now it's right. this NXT 2.0 thing is totally different. I don't know anyone who would like if AEW or GC, or let's say GCW was running head to head at the same exact time as NXT. Like that's not the same audience anymore. Like no one's yep. showing up to NXT.
0: So. I yeah. agree. I agree. I like I said, in and, and like that Friday is um super card of honor It um where they normally have AEW at. So that's around five, six thousand people that could hold in that venue. And that's Bandito and Gresham for the unification of the belt. But man, like they're going to have to really bring it, in my opinion, to sell that building out or even come close. Like, I don't want it to be one of those embarrassing things to where they only have, like, a couple hundred people in that thing. Like, they're they're going to need to do something.
1: I think they're banking pretty hard on the idea of, like, I'm not saying this is going to work. But I think that in their own minds, they're probably thinking, all right, Final Battle did pretty good. Like, a lot of people were interested. Everyone on Twitter was talking about it. By WrestleMania weekend, they'll be like clamoring to see another show kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you know, if if they can put the right card out there, if we build it, they will come. If you put the right Right. the right card, you know, if, if on paper you see that match and then you see just like this stacked show. And enough people are like, yeah, all right, Bring of Honor's coming back. Like, what's like, and you start getting excited about it, or you get some sort of a you know announcement or tease that like Danielson or Joe or Punk or like someone from their past might pop up. Like, it could be a pretty big show, I think.
0: Yeah, no, and and I feel like that they should take advantage of like kind of what GCW is doing and just book the best available, not even worry about um, what just like staying loyal to ring of honor, you know, like making sure you get the Kenny Kings and Rhett Tituses and all those, like Matt Tavens. Like, I don't think you need to do that. I think you should go out there and just book whatever the best is out there. And I'm nothing against those guys. I just don't think it should, should be like a feels like a strictly ring of honor pay-per-view. This is your new direction. Book some guys that we don't expect, you know?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Like, if you're going to book Bennett and Taven, for instance, like have it be against whoever the top available tag team is that you can get. Right. You know, like, um, I, I mean, think maybe they'd be me- smart
0: if they were able to book like the wolves again. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. Like ring of honor, the wolves and book them up maybe against like, if you can't get the Briscoes and FTR, then like the Briscoes versus the wolves would be, Oh, whoa. I need to go to that show. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I was about to say, I think the Briscoes and FTR, like, if they, I I feel like that'll happen in AEW, but if they could somehow get that first time at ROH, that'd be huge for them.
0: What do you think about the Briscoes losing the GCW titles? Do you think that that's an indication that they could be going to AEW? I'm not sure because,
1: like, it wouldn't really prevent them from going there either way, considering, like, Moxley and everything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they had to lose yeah. the titles to go there. But I think it was, I think that was really all more about finding something big for an engaged to do on the show, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw that Brian Kendrick asked for his release. If they can get London and, and Kendrick on the ring of honor show, that'd be really cool. I don't know how many like current fans would care about that, but I'd really care about that.
0: Well, I mean, but you're talking about a WrestleMania crowd. So, I mean, I think there would be a lot of people that would be into it. I don't think it would work necessarily like just, for any crowd, but I think a WrestleMania crowd would dig it, but I don't know what kind of shape Paul London's in at this point. Like, I, I don't either. Couldn't tell you like mm. last time I saw him he was in great shape, but yeah, it was a while that, ago that, uh, years can change things for sure. So we'll see, but yeah, it is a, it, it could be a very good show, but also with new Japan strong, having a show pretty much the same time they're going to, you're, you're eliminating all those guys, basically. So I, I don't know, but I mean, I know that AAA is having a WrestleCon show. I know New Japan is. I know Impact is. So if you can book anything um, with those guys in town, like I would do it. So yeah. see what see what happens. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, Bless I you. you.
1: Thank you. I would mute my I would mute my microphone, but it makes an even louder noise than my sneeze when I hit that button. So there you go. Um well, I guys, if play, you're still here,
0: appreciate I, 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 Oh go ahead.
1: Sorry, that's, before I forget. Cut me off. It's fine. This is, no. this, that's a great name. Dr. Mantis Toboggan. Shout out to Always Sunny Philadelphia. I remember that that Fozzie. Everyone was like, Is Chris Jericho coming to TNA? Because like yep, he did I remember like the, that too. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that sorry, like anyway.
0: my everything or whatever? It's like
1: my everything. My everything. En- enemy. Yeah. My-, my. I lost Doug. You're my enemy. All that we had has gone away. There are times that fade away. You'll still be my
0: enemy.
1: Wow. I say we walked right into that. I, I gotta I gotta switch this out real quick there we go yeah all i'm right. not
0: a i'm not a i'm not a big fozzy person except like just his recent song so i didn't really remember and i was thinking it was everything but yeah you're right it was into me yeah but yeah i remember yeah. that too i was like remember, he might show up for bound for glory
1: remember his first hit <laughs> who am i to kill a stranger after all that we've been through
0: yeah i remember Y'all, all their y- stuff from back in the day Y'all want me to mute his mic? Think I should do it? No, I was kidding. Share goes again. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> not anymore. Don't ask uh, me. Don't ask me. <laughs> um so I guess I that we can jump into AEW then. Uh so
1: sorry, go ahead what, and get your the plugs out for the super chats and stuff. I know you're about to do that. Yeah, Why by six, the way, guys, you know, we've got but...
0: 24 people in here. If you haven't hit that like button, please do. And if you want to support the channel, please submit a super chat. We'll be happy to answer your question. And uh, we really appreciate it. Um, let's jump into AEW. So, I think tomorrow's gonna be a really good show. Usually, their theme shows are always really good. They're getting killed for having a beach blast in Cleveland, Ohio, but uh, whatever. Um, uh, I saw break, Jeremy's, yeah, I saw Jeremy's uh, <laughs> video, <laughs> so um.
1: I recorded with him earlier today for our show for Thursday. And he was like, I got to go record this thing for beach break. And I was like, wait,
0: what? And, like, and then I saw his tweet
1: <laughs> out in the snow.
0: <laughs> no hesitation either. Like, he didn't even act like he was cold. Like, he totally acted like he was at the beach. So props to him for that. But um, I, I, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Do you? What do you think of main event?
1: Well, I think I do the Lights Out match last, I think. So, think so? Yeah, just kind of by way of it being a lights out match, but I think technically the main event will be Cody and uh Sammy to unify the titles in that ladder
0: match. But I think I think the last, Sammy, thing I think yeah. Sammy in a ladder match is going to be insane. That kid is nuts.
1: Cody will do something crazy. He'll probably do a moonsault off the ladder through a table, or you know, yeah, lights up on fire or something. Who knows? Or they'll
0: probably do a Spanish fly through something. They're yeah, definitely. Um, they believe the ladder match is the main event. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know how you would do a lights out at the opener
1: <laughs> before it starts. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. I I I really don't want them just to open the show with the match. Like, I'm kind of over that. Like it, it ta- kind of takes me out of it. I would rather see them uh get get the segment going or something to happen. Also. Before we even talk about matches, do you think? It's a super chat from Michael Young. Appreciate it, bud. Um, do you guys think we get Gargano tomorrow night, or do you think it would be a Revolution?
1: Tomorrow this makes all the sense talent. in the world. Yeah, makes all the sense in the talent. world. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think they should have done it as like an open challenge type thing, but maybe yeah. he just shows up in the crowd or something. You know, like I, he doesn't necessarily have NXT to wrestle. Style. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily have to wrestle. Like I think if he's just in the building, that
0: uh, that would be huge. And Michael, I think, by like, way, if if Sammy like won the title or something, or Cody, whoever, and like they're celebrating, and then like Johnny comes out and just it's, like at the entranceway and just like stares him down, and then it goes to you know that that's how they close the show. I think that would be dope. That would be really interesting because they could do it to where.
1: Um, if you do the lights out match last, you could have it to where Cody and Sammy have just finished Gargano's like on the entrance ramp or whatever, basically like in the crowds going nuts. And it's like, he's going to be the next TNT title challenger or something. And the next thing you see is like Adam Cole walks past Johnny Gargano to get to start the lights out match. And you see the two of them like look at each other, like. Oh, you're here now, too? Like, you know, and, like, then Adam Cole's match starts. But, like, you, you get the face-to-face with Gargano and Cole also because they have so much history. So they can do a lot with that. And, Michael, you you also – this for I, – I, we, we got some more viewers in here now. We're giving away a free Rumble entry today to anyone who does Super Chats. You get your name on a list, and then we pick a name at the end of the show to give a free entry to. The top prize is $1,000 over there this weekend for WrestleRumble.com. So Michael's name is now added to the list. We had some super chats earlier too. So if you send any amount of super chats, we'll put your name on there, and then we're gonna pick a name at the end. So, um, thank you, Michael, for the super chat.
0: Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it, Michael. Um, I bet you enjoyed watching the Bills lose, huh? What? By the way, it. I've never seen a game to where like they did nothing wrong. Like the Bills, like. Josh Allen played phenomenal, and they still lost. 13 seconds left, and they lost because of a coin toss. Like, unbelievable performance. Playoff games were insane. But, yeah, let's go to AEW. So, um, I'm hoping the Lights Out match is the end of the feud, and I think that it will be. I think whatever happens, this is it. This is why you have a Lights Out match are you expecting a really good match? Do you think this will just be kind of like a filler? Because to me lights out matches for the most part have always delivered. And I think that this should be really good.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be great. Um, there's gotta be a little bit of friendly competition between Brit and, and Adam, you would think too. Cause like Britt was in the last one and it was like, so raved about like Adam Cole, right? not going to want to get like outdone by his, his girlfriend. Not that, Y- y- y'all know what I mean. Like I, I- I'd be no, the same way exactly with like any of my friends. If I'm like, yeah, like Doug just went out there and had the best match and everyone's talking about it. Like, I don't want Doug to outshine me. Mean, like, I gotta get out there and, and and I gotta do as good as Doug did. So like right. um, I think that uh I think that, that could be a little extra motivation. Um and it's I-, I don't know, and this is a good thing, by the way, with AEW. I don't know who's gonna win any of these matches we're talking about. Like, I think that it probably makes the most sense for Adam Cole to win because there's like, you know, he has the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. And he just has more people. There's the best friends also. He's there's also a lot of knocking.
0: Them. He's also knocking at the door of number one contender. So, yes,
1: very true. Um, and I do think he'll be against Hangman at the pay per view. I real, I I feel like that's still where it's headed. So, and then we also. Give, give your prediction for that and then we'll give predictions for Sammy and Cody cuz that's a tough one too.
0: Yeah, it is. Um I'm going to go with uh Adam Cole to win. Yeah. And I don't I don't think he'll just beat him clean though. I think they'll they'll use some type of interference somewhere to win.
1: I think it'll be something where everyone gets involved from both sides and there's just yeah. too many people on the elite side. Like the best friends just don't have as many people to to help basically. Um and then the Cody and Sammy match, Whew. I feel like you got to go with Sammy, but, like, Cody's – the whole wrestling world just won't shut up about him. So it's like you kind of want to keep going with what people are talking about, too, I feel like.
0: And Cody – that was a Cody heel promo last week. That was not Jay Cody um, – which one? Like – He wasn't necessarily, like, being a heel, but the mannerisms was a heel. Like, he talks longer or slower, but, like, it's just different. And he has a little bit more of, like, head movement. And, like, he just was being a heel. That was the old Cody, and I loved it. And uh, I'm not sure where that goes. Plus, he was really hinting that, like, inside jokes about possibly leaving like i don't know if i'll ever get this opportunity again wasn't the contract that i wanted so i mean it it'll be interesting because sammy would definitely be the face in this match yeah and so i'm not sure how that works um also if cody loses the title then where does that put him? Because then that has Cody with no title going into Royal Rumble weekend with no contract. Like that would be the story. So I don't know if that's what they want and to really like swerve people. Um, so, so it's interesting, but I kind of feel like Sammy's going to win.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really, really hard to, cause there's, there's logic behind everything you just said, like for either side. So like, because it would lead a lot of people to believe that Cody was leaving if he lost the title with the, with Royal Rumble right around the corner and all this stuff. But I also right. think that that's exactly the type of trolling that they're trying to do to these fans that are so angry about Cody all the time. Like they're they're right. they're really playing this up so much in getting the exact response that they're looking for. Um, right. So. I'll say Sammy wins because I also do think that Cody winning the title from Sammy. I thought I think he was gonna lose it right back the next week if the COVID thing wouldn't have happened. Like yes, I, I, I I I like I like I really think the Cody title win was legitimately like it's Christmas. This establishes him as a little bit more of a heel. People are gonna talk about it and get mad because it's Sammy losing on Christmas, but he'll get the big win back the next week or whatever. So I. Yeah, I got go to go. Samuel Guevara also.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I I don't know. Um, I don't really care about Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet and and whatever. Either one can win. For all I care, it seems like Layla Hirsch is getting a little bit of a push because she keeps having a problem with Statlander and Red Velvet and stuff like that. It seems like she's possibly going heel. So it sounds like she'll win the match. Um, what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I actually like Layla Hirsch a lot. So I hope that she just kind of hooks her, like like just throws her around the ring. And she, I think that Layla Hirsch would be perfect for Team Taz if they recruited her. They don't have any girls. Like she's exactly what they're all about. Like I, I think that they should do that. And I think that that starts with her beating
0: uh, Red Velvet pretty easily, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and then there's the tag match. We totally did this out of order. But okay. the tag match, um, Daniel Garcia in 2.0 versus Ortiz and Santana and Jericho. So I was listening to Conan's podcast, and I haven't done it in a while, and I just heard, like, a little clip. And he was kind of hitting that, that in real life, Ortiz and Santana are not happy with Jericho. Like, that they feel like that he kind of just watches out for himself. And he hasn't necessarily like really tried to get them in position that they're not happy with what they're doing because they haven't really been doing a lot. So, and it's starting to feel like that people's true feelings about AEW are coming out that are backstage there that haven't been used because we've been seeing forever guys haven't been used or that they, you know, and so like, but it's like, eventually we are like, Man, somebody has to be upset about this. Like you can't just not be used and be like, this is great. And it's starting to seem like more stuff is coming out. Like Talk tried to talk about how people can't stand Cody backstage, but they had absolutely no sources except a guy that was on Jim Cornette's podcast, So, I mean, but I do feel like that you're hearing more and more about that with Brian Cage and his wife and stuff like that. Um, And it sounds like he's gone. Like, it doesn't sound like they're going to use him much. And then his contract's out. So, and and they've they've talked about this quite a bit that, like, this is these next couple of months, we're going to see a lot of people go. We're going to see a lot of people not resign, which we've all been talking about. We all think is necessary. Um, not because any of these people are bad. Some of these people are really good, actually. Um, there's just AEW is just so crowded right now. And they've, they've definitely got to get the roster. I just think, I think this year to me is like them really deciding who they want, who they want to focus on and, and learning how to have a show with like your core group that you want and, and moving forward. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure. and, I have no problem with any of what they're going to do because at the end of the day, it is up to Tony Khan as the owner of the company, like where kind of what direction he wants the show to go in and, and who he wants as the main people on his show going forward, especially if he's going to do it in the way that he's done it so far, where he isn't releasing people out of their deals. Like it's right, like in because I see that comparison a lot online. Like, we're well, not going to bring back Brian Cage and Marco and this person, that person. It's like, well, there's a big difference between letting someone's contract naturally run out and fulfilling every piece of the deal that you agreed to initially and giving them all the money that you that you promised them. Like they got they got exactly what they signed up for, like in, in a right. positive way. Like they're not getting fired and then just not getting their money and there's got it's just SOL and gotta find another place to work. Like, you know, this this happens in every type of job that you're salaried on. This happens in every major sport. Like yep. You know, this is just part of it. Um, and once again, I just can't stress it enough. There's a, mass, there's a massive difference between hiring somebody, signing them to like a three-year deal, and then firing them six months in, or signing someone to a three-year deal. The three years happens. You just don't think it's a good fit going forward at the moment, and you just decide not to offer them another deal. So I have how about, no problem.
0: How about Leo Rush? Like a five-month deal? And then it's expired and he doesn't want to come back. And it's just like a mutual part ways. But, like, why even bother with five months? Like, that just seems like a, a weird contract, a trial period, I guess you would say. And then also with Leo Rush, like, what do you want to do? Like, do you just want to work indies? Or are you just going to work until you just decide you don't want to do this anymore? Like, I don't know. I feel like he had a really good opportunity and he just just decided to do his own thing. Which, I mean, if that's what makes him happy. Whatever. I enjoy watching him wrestle. But I just feel like the whole Dante Martin storyline and all that was just kind of for nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure with Leo, to be honest. Because, like, everyone agrees that he's one of the best in-ring wrestlers in the world. Like, from bell to bell, he's awesome There just seems to be a lot of stuff that just you know i i think i i'm basing this off of he did a, an interview and i think it was with sean or sean or i think sean wrote about it i remember reading something on fightful not too long ago about how leo rush basically said he he didn't want to be tied down anywhere like he wanted yeah. to be his own boss and he wanted to be able to jump around it so that would make if he told Tony Khan that up front when he went there and Tony Khan was like, Oh, okay, well, like you don't you're not really looking for anything long term. It's kind of like if you're looking for like a hookup and not a relationship with somebody you need. You know, like that's
0: what he he hooked up with AEW. <laughs>
1: but, but 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 it's but it's like mutual, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't it yeah. doesn't mean that friends, Tony friends with
0: benefits.
1: Yeah, like it doesn't mean that Tony Khan's like this evil dude who screwed over Leo or that Leo's like this uncommittal like guy that can't be trusted or or whatever, like It could very well just be a case of, hey, like, I think it'd be cool to do half a year here, but like, I want to do other stuff. And he's like, cool. But if you want to be here for half a year, like, we'll definitely have you for half a year. You're super talented. And it could really just be as simple as that. Like, you know, I know he was outspoken during the Swole stuff. And I know that there's like this, there, that there is the conversation about that too, when it comes to Leo about like having one foot in of wrestling and one foot out and like retirement and unretiring and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I get that too, but like, I also think there's, I also think there's companies like AEW and GCW and other companies that are like, we don't care. Like, we don't care if he wants to retire tomorrow or if he, what he says, like, because we want him here to wrestle. Like, and if he's willing yeah. to wrestle for us, we'll have him wrestle for us. If he wants to quit tomorrow, we have other wrestlers that we'll use if he wants to leave, you know? So,
0: yeah.
1: you know, he kind of gets his cake and eats it too a little bit. um, But it's also risky because like, if yeah, you do yeah. want to operate like that, and you do eventually want a long term deal somewhere, I think it's gonna be less likely someone's gonna offer you
0: a long term deal. But yeah, if you don't want yeah. that, then that's that's his prerogative. That's fine. I think we're gonna see a lot more of that, honestly, especially with how much wrestling is out there, how many companies are not necessarily like tied down to actual contracts. Some are like like Cardona, Cardona has no contract with impact, but he, he's there. Or NWA. And- Right, and, yeah. and he, he's trying his ass off to get that thing over. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I just kind of feel like that might be the future. But the weird thing to me with AEW was is I felt like he could still do that with AEW if he wanted to. Like, you're not really locked in. Like, yeah, you're locked in that you need to be at AEW a certain um, weeks and stuff, but, like, you could still work GCW. You could still do Bola or whatever else you wanted to do PWG. Um, I, I I don't know. It's just a, a weird thing. And like one thing I kind of learned from Tony Khan about the whole big swole stuff is is just because he says something, I feel like he's being a salesman. And the real part of it is his actions. So if you don't see a wrestler for a long time on the show. And they're healthy and they're just like a healthy scratch. Then he probably isn't the biggest fan. And eventually they will be gone. Um, He said that he didn't think Big Swole was that good of a wrestler. And she's gone. I, I I don't ever see Sonny Kiss. I don't ever see Peter Avalon. I don't ever see these type of people. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're all not renewed. And he can say whatever he wants. He can say how awesome they are and they're so great. And he loves having them in the company, but then you just see them go. And I I can totally see that happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it is, it is interesting. Like you said, because AEW will let, will let you wrestle other places as long as you're, AEW is the priority if they, if they need you. But so like Leo really could have done that, but also once again, I just don't know his prerogative. Like, I don't know yeah. there, there might he might just want to work without a contract completely and just be completely because even then, you know, he might be the type of person that just like feels completely different every single day, you know. Like he might wake up and be like, I love working for AEW, like I want to be here forever. And then, like, as we've kind of seen by some of his track record, he might he might just want to be free to wear. I can take this booking cause I want to be there, but like, I don't know how yep. I'm going to feel a couple months from now about that place. So like, I'd rather right. just not commit to it and kind of play things by ear. I think that's, and that's, that's fine. You know, I'm kind of the same way in a lot of ways. I, I like, I like structure and plans, but my, my mood will change constantly to where I'm like, damn, I committed to something. I don't really want to do that anymore, but like I committed to it. Like, you know, so I don't know. But, but, like I said, we all agree that he's a great wrestler and we want to see him wrestle. Oh, um, for sure. But I also don't fault AEW for, like, you know, or him for the situation. Like, there, I just it's just, it just kind of is what it is. It's, the same, think, it's similar in a lot of ways to, like, Kylie Ray. You know, like, there's a lot of parallels. Oh, yeah. You know, like, very, like everyone very. wants to see Kylie Ray wrestle, but, like, there's been multiple times where she's been a part of a, a major company, like Impact or, or AEW or something, and, like, it stopped, like, right away. So it's like, people are going to be a little more tentative probably to do certain things, you
0: know? And they both have left AEW. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people will call AEW like a dream job and both of them have left. So I just don't know what they want to do, but I think that they're both talented enough where people will continue to give them chances. But like you said, as a mainstream company, I don't know if you can actually find that, uh, contract that you're looking for and and that's just the way it'll be you know but i, I but i just think there's so many wrestlers out there that there's always going to be people that or so many wrestlers so many wrestling companies so many independents now it's so much easier to stream and watch it uh independent events so there's always going to be an event to book leo rush and it's just if he wants to show up or not like that's really what it'll be about
1: yeah i mean even when you think about just, even if you have no TV exposure, but you're a guy like Leo Rush who you know who you know you can get booked anywhere you really want to work, and I mean you can do all the major GCW shows, you can do for the culture, you can do. Um, really any you know there's like various major indie shows throughout the year that like get a lot of buzz and do really big business and stuff like he yeah. can still have a great i mean he can do new japan he can do so much terminus. stuff without term ter, ter, i actually meant to bring up terminus that's like that's gonna set a standard for a lot of people i think because like i think a lot of people want in on doing those shows and if they can keep being successful that's almost like a new ring of honor type thing to me yeah like you know and leo rush did Did they already announce he's going to be at the next terminus yeah they did yeah so like i mean that's another perfect example like, there's a lot of there's a lot of really big time indie shows that leo Rush, real rush can be a part of and still do well and he also does music and stuff like i mean he's yep. he, he's got his he's got his his hands in some different cookie jars and stuff so like he just might want the freedom who knows
0: one thing I thought, one thing that you know, because I, I watched the challenge, I watched the real world and stuff. And when he was on it, he he left that too. Like he he mm. he felt like it was, uh, it reminded him of being in an orphanage when he, the way he grew up. So he grew up in an orphanage, and he just said like being in a in a place where it's not your actual home, and you all have like a a bed and it's just like a group of people that live in one house and all that. And he said it reminded him of an orphanage and he had to go home. So I definitely think he battles with some demons Um and I just wish him the best. He's a really good wrestler for sure. And, and I also feel like he was willing to put up with a lot. And then after the WWE, it was like, no more, I'm not dealing with this stuff anymore. So like anything that reminds him of that type of, environment whether it's just like asking you to work certain dates or whatever uh maybe you had to make a media shoot or something and you didn't want to like i don't know what it is but it's just like i'm not doing that anymore so you know what at the end of the day these guys are supposed to be independent contractors and if you don't sign with an actual company that's exactly what you are you're just being booked per event you're your own boss you do what you want to do and if that works for him then good for him Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, one thing, though, like, I don't get the Brian Cage one, though. I really don't. Like, he had an incredible match with Adam Hangman Page. He's a very good wrestler. He had a good match with Ricky Starks. He looks like a million bucks. He was feuding with Moxley uh, for the title at one of the shows, um... I don't remember which one it was, but it was a uh, like one of those, the fallen or something, I five, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And he uh, he debuted one. Um, he won that match, I believe. Maybe he didn't. I don't remember. But the latter match, he broke it in half, and he, he won that. Yeah, yeah, he won that. Was on Team Taz, uh, became the FTW champion, and then like nothing, man. Like I, I just don't. And, and like he just killed it with Will Ospreay this weekend and he he's he had an amazing match in the indies uh with uh shane mercer as well like he's he's really good i i feel like aew would definitely want him and and i feel like this is kind of where the politics stuff starts where it's like if him and tony didn't hit it off for whatever reason then it's just not going to work out because tony is the booker so uh, but that one's a head scratcher. I can understand almost all the other ones, like if you don't have a place for Joey Janela or Marco Stunt or whatever. But like Brian Cage, I, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, he he's an interesting case because I I feel like he's a guy who got a like everything you just said, solid push FTW championship. Even though that title doesn't really mean much, but like it, it meant something for him to have for them to be like we're bringing this title back we're going to give it to you. Um he he had good matches and he, I think he was I think he was in a pretty good spot on the show pretty consistently. He was used a bit like Lance Archer where you didn't see him a whole lot but when you did it always mattered. He was always in the mix for big stuff. And, and like, uh, another
0: one, the Sting cinematic match. He looked yeah. amazing in that match.
1: Yeah. But then also and this is just me thinking out loud, you know his wife said a lot of stuff on twitter about how unhappy he was in the company and and Brian Cage didn't have a great exit from Impact and i and i i just don't know how he is to deal with and that's just complete yeah. just me thinking out loud but there's also the side of it too from Tony Khan's perspective probably where you know there isn't a monopoly in wrestling there's a ton of places to work but for Brian Cage it it isn't quite the same mm. because he can't go back to impact. He can't go to the WWE because there's no way in hell he's passing a wellness test. So like, (laughs) so really the best place he can be is AEW. And they did use him better than like 85 to 90% of that roster. Like he was treated better than most people on that show and performing and performing at the level that they would expect him to perform in AEW. And and it apparently just doesn't seem like it was good enough for him to be happy. But it kind
0: of it kind of started like when he lost to Ricky Starks. When he lost yeah. to Ricky Starks in Austin for that FTW title or whatever, like it has been downhill ever since. Yeah, that's a good call. I
1: mean, and that's the thing is like, did you start becoming on un- this is once again speculation, but did did you start being unhappy because now, okay, you lost the title and now you want to be main eventing, but like there's omega and danielson and punk and hangman and mox and cody and the young bucks and ftr and the Lucha Brothers and so on jungle boy and so on and so forth like i because i don't know if i pick him over all the people i just mentioned if it's just me personally you know what i mean yeah. so like that's the kind of spot he's in now i can understand being a little frustrated if you're him but you also got to keep it in check where it's like is xpw really like the best place that you want to be working because once again, if if this was anyone else, if this was like MJF, it'd be a completely different story because he could literally go to the WWE tomorrow. And yeah. Like like, Brian Cage. Wardlow too. Yeah, but I I think Brian Cage himself would probably admit if he hasn't that he cannot. <laughs> like I'm just saying, like I'm not even I'm not trying to be a dick, but like that yeah, just yeah. It just is what it is. That guy cannot work for the WWE, and and, and anybody take the wellness test? Bar, huh.
0: But look at his before and after photos, like when he first yeah. starts in the indies to what he is now.
1: Well, and to be fair, there's a lot of guys in the WWE like that, like yeah, like sure. McIntyre years ago. And, oh, yeah, and Jinder Mahal. And like, but it like cracks a- me up that they had to
0: do that to get the belt, they weren't yes. getting the belt until they came back looking like that, and then they got the title,
1: dude. I was watching a Royal Rumble from like oh man, it was probably like right around 2010. I just I was watching it the other day just kind of getting, trying to get in the Royal Rumble mood and my brother was over and he saw Drew McIntyre and was like looks kind, of, kind of like covid champ he was like wait is that the same dude he was like wait that's the guy like because it looks like a completely different person yep. now he's like yep. wait he dyes his hair black and like he's way he's way smaller like like what the, what the hell
0: happened yeah but,
1: but but that's the kind of thing with like with with Brian Cage, like I'm sorry, but you're just you can't you you can't work for the WWE if you're Brian Cage and anybody take their wellness their wellness program seriously, because there's just for no sure. way he's passing that. So you know but certain guys I, can I, get away with it because they're part time. Guys like Brock and Cena and Roman probably and like there's there's well Roman's probably different because he's probably allowed to take certain things because of his medical history, but like yeah. But there, there's plenty of wrestlers, Triple H, you know, there's plenty of wrestlers that are, quote-unquote, part-time and just aren't getting tested like the other guys are. And Brian Cage wouldn't be in that boat. You'd have to test him. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I think he would be good in New Japan or, like, New Japan strong. Like, I think he would be really good for them because, especially in Japan, because just, like, his size, they don't have a lot of guys that are that athletic at that size – and yeah. you know, we just saw him and Will Ospreay, like you do him and uh Jeff Cobb, you do him and Zack Saber Jr., him and Okada. Like I, I think he would work really well in New Japan.
1: I, I agree with that. I, I really hadn't considered New Japan um for him, but him in Japan specifically, not not in not doing like the Chase Owens type tours where they are <laughs> in like Tennessee and like you think you're going to see New Japan, but you just wind up seeing you know Chase Owens but but Brian Cage in Japan I think could be a big draw because he he looks so different and another thing that people don't consider as often is in the U.S., Brian Cage is not a tall guy. He's big and he's yoke, but yeah. he isn't tall. In Japan, he's probably pretty tall because they're just right. generally shorter there. So, like, right. he really would look like a monster of a wrestler over there in Japan. And he, and he could – his work rate, like, he, like you said, he could have great matches against all the guys you talked about, all the top guys. Jay there.
0: White, Ishii, Buddy Murphy, like, there's a lot that he could kill it with. Jeff Cobb
1: would be a good one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. I think
0: there would be a lot that uh, he could do well in.
1: Yeah. So I agree. That that'd probably be the best place for him to go, um, to be completely honest. I just don't ever see it happen in the WWE for those other reasons. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I but, but if he that. could pass a test, he'd be great there because like aesthetically, like he's what they want. You know, like you, you yeah. know, like I just I don't yeah. know how
0: old he is either at this point. Like he's gotta start to be getting up there.
1: Yeah, I, I really yeah, he's been around a long time. Yeah. But I do remember him years ago, like I mean there was a clear transformation that happened like what (laughs) (laughs) and trust me dude i'm not one of those people that like you know when when i was a kid in the 90s and i was a big baseball fan like i i really hated those guys that were on steroids because i felt like they were cheating but the older i got the more i realized there was a real gray area and like they a lot of and all of them were doing it and all this stuff and i saw today like barry bonds is getting in the hall of fame and all this stuff and same kind of thing with me as pro wrestlers. I personally don't care what these people are taking. Like Brian Cage should take whatever he wants. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm just saying you can't, you can't do what he's doing and also claim you're testing people. Like, like AEW, I have no expectation that they're, that they're steroid testing the wrestlers. I don't know if they are or not, but they probably aren't doing anything and I don't care. I but mean, the WWE makes it a point that like we do this and we have strikes for it. And like, we take it very seriously and that's just, you just can't have him doing that. I don't think, but
0: yeah, no, I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying, but yeah, he's almost 38. So it's, yeah. it's time to to do something, um, whatever he decides to do, but he, he ain't got and, and, and I mean, his body's been breaking down on him and that's a lot to do with steroids. So but, yeah, and, and bull crap on that Hall of Fame stuff. It pissed me off so much. Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. If you go over and look at his, like, statistics, it's literally, like, a mile long. Like, and he's, like, broken all the records. Probably the greatest baseball player of all time. And he can't be in the Hall of Fame. And, and like, one thing you'll learn, too, like, with the Vitor, Belfort, and all that stuff, a lot of this stuff is, like, used to prolong careers. Yeah, It isn't necessarily there to cheat um it's there so like they can help recovery and not feel like they're freaking 40 years old out there you know what i mean so i think it sucks i think barry deserves to be in the hall of fame
1: yeah guys like vitor Belfort, unfortunately they like ruined it for everyone because testosterone replacement therapy should be allowed for everybody i think not just athletes like i think any guys that want to do it because there is like some real proven benefits to doing the testosterone replacement. It's guys like Vitor Belfort, who are the poster boys for like completely abusing it. Like same kind of thing with steroids. Like I don't think there's anything really inherently wrong with some anabolic steroids. But when you abuse it, then like that's that's the, the issue. So like – Well, and the
0: problem is too is like when you're on it, the, you can't get off of it. Because if you get off of it, it becomes extremely noticeable so you're yeah. just constantly cycling and then that's when it gets really dangerous
1: yeah and when it comes to the baseball stuff it's just like i'll never forget how i felt in the 90s when everyone like i turned on all my heroes pretty much that i thought were cheaters guys like mark mcguire and, and stuff yeah sammy sosa was a little different because that dude was steroids and corking his bat and stuff i mean like that guy was just cheating left and right but like Guys like Mark McGuire, for instance, when he was taking Andro, it wasn't even illegal. Like he would do interviews with Andro in his locker and like everyone would see it. It'd be out in the open. Like he wasn't even trying to hide it because just nobody. And it was a powder. I was always under the impression that these guys were all jabbing each other in the ass with with syringes and stuff. Well, these guys were taking GNC powder. Like it really isn't that big of a deal. Like whatever McGuire was taking in the 90s, I guarantee you, you can find something in GNC right now legally that's better than that is right now that anyone can take. Just to like a lot of commissions,
0: a a lot of commissions and USADA and all that they don't allow you to take a lot of stuff in GNC. So like, yeah, it's definitely. uh... But it was such a like it became such a big deal. Like the government got involved. Like the government and the the freaking news media, and they just were so villainized, and it was like. People were like almost brainwashed to hate them. And uh you could see just how much they turned on them. And it was just over freaking steroids, you know? Like so stupid.
1: Well, and the most ironic thing too is when all of this was happening, baseball was at its most popular, its most yep. entertaining. Yep. Like guy guys like Bud Selig and those dudes running the league, they weren't I mean, they did something about it once like the government got involved, but Yep. You know, so you're gonna turn on all these players now, but y'all benefited monetarily massively in the late nineties yeah. when all these guys were on steroids and you knew it and you were just turning a blind eye because no one was really making you do anything about
0: it. So And it was like it was the greatest time to be a baseball fan. Like easy. the the McGuire Sosa home run. I mean, like, yeah. everybody was tuned into that. Everybody was talking about it. You would be, like, watching your favorite TV show and being like, oh, Sammy's up to bat. Oh, McGuire's up to bat. And then not only that, they would totally, like, whatever game they were playing, they would cut away from that game to show them up to bat when it was getting close to breaking the record. And the same thing with Barry Bonds. The crazy thing about Barry Bonds is, though, they just kept walking him. Like, he he, he didn't even get a lot of opportunities. They just constantly walked him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. That whole that whole generation. There's like I said, there's certain outliers like I think Sammy Sosa cheated in a whole bunch of different ways. Rafael Palmero accused other people of lying and then he got caught. It's like, all right, right. Dude, like you're not getting in. Um, but then there's guys like Bonds and and McGuire. You know, Griffey was really the only one who didn't have it wasn't linked to any of this stuff. And, you know, he got yeah. in the Hall of Fame, no problem. All, all but like one or two votes or something. Um but i yeah i just i think it's messed up that that guy like even like a rod like i think i think a rod bonds and mcguire should should easily
0: be in the hall of fame I, i think it's messed up that they aren't agreed um well we got about 30 minutes let's talk about ufc um pretty much covered everything we needed to cover right so yeah.
1: Make, make sure y'all smash that like button. If y'all have any super chats while we're talking about this, anything about <laughs> wrestling or the fights we're about to be talking about, we're still going to give away a restaurant entry at the end of the show to someone in the chat. And the way that you can get on the list to potentially win an entry is to send any super chat of any amount. So we have three names on there right now. If you send um more than ten dollars, we'll put your name on there twice. So for any of you who've already super chatted before earlier today, if you want to send another one, we'll make sure to get your name on the list again. Um so yeah, we want to, you know, do that for Wrestle Rumble and get y'all pumped up for the Royal Rumble. Try to win a thousand dollars this weekend watching some pro wrestling. So um so yeah, make sure you subscribe, too if you aren't already. We really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um when it comes to Moreno and Figueroa oh I don't know, man. Like, I felt like Moreno had done enough. And when they announced that it wasn't him, I was a little shocked. I was just like, hmm, I don't really agree with that. Um, I haven't re-watched the fight. You know, I watched it live. But uh, I felt like Moreno won the fight.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, When I was watching live, uh, we did Fightful Fight Night, by the way. If anyone wants to see the live reactions, youtube.com slash Fightful. I did I did give Marino I think three rounds to two, but it was so close that I even said it before the decision. I was like, if Fig wins this, like this isn't this is not a robbery. Like this right. is, you know. Um and I think they won one billion percent I have to run it back a fourth time right away.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, They've been great
1: fights too. Like I mean No, I agree. I yeah, agree. I would and never now talking advocate. about
0: like locations, Mexico or Brazil or whatever. Mexico. Do so, Mexico. I don't know if Fig wants to do that in Mexico though, because that'll test your cardio, and he always gets tired towards the end.
1: He's the one who brought it up.
0: I know right? he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: but I, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, normally I wouldn't advocate for a fourth fight, especially an immediate fourth fight, because these guys haven't fought anyone else in their last three fights. Like no tune ups or other opponents or anything. Just only them. Boom, boom, boom but you got to do it. You got to draw, you got a submission for, from, from Marino. You got a decision from Figueredo. They're the two best guys in the division. Like, I think it's them two. And then there's a pretty big drop off before you get to guys like Andre Pantoja or sorry. Uh, yeah. Pantoja and uh, Alex Perez and Kai uh, Cara France and those dudes who are, who are good fighters, but like, these are the two best guys in the division. So it's the best fighters. All three of the fights have been great. Run it back a fourth time for the title. I I think they should do it as the main event of a big ESPN show because more people would see it on free TV. Yeah. And the problem they're going to keep running into, I think, is with the two of them, I don't think the UFC views them as a big enough draw that they, like they'd always put like a bigger title fight on as the main event and put them at the yeah. domain, I agree. but their, but their fight is always going to outdo everything else. So like, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird if you just keep seeing the better fight as the co-main. So I, I just I just put them on on free TV on a big ESPN show and, and, and try to get more more uh, fans for those guys because they're they're two awesome fighters. But I didn't have a problem with Figueroa getting the decision. Um, but I do need to see it a fourth time.
0: Yeah, no, it was uh, it it, it, it yeah. I mean, it's weird though. I, I I've never really seen. Have we ever had a fight where we want to run it back a fourth time?
1: Uh, Connor and Dustin, kind of. I'm
0: not. I'm not oh, like. Man. I'm not like
1: begging for it, but I'm just saying like that's the only another one that I think. Like, uh,
0: yeah, I could see that. I could see that. T-
1: Tito and Chuck.
0: No, oh, no. I think we're good there. I, think well, we're I mean, good. you might
1: get, get even more revenge because like T- Chuck's never going to be Tito again. As, as bad as bad as Tito looks out there, like he'll never <laughs> lose to him again
0: yeah god poor chuck <laughs> oh man um how about the, neither one of them ever fighting again and we'll just call it a day that's what i say yeah uh, the tito and anderson thing was rough yeah god whatever um uh, <laughs> but yeah I, I i'll say this though moreno he's gonna that kid's a star man so over huge pop like not just huge love pop him. collects likes
1: funko pops
0: Right. There you go. <laughs> Huge pops with his pop. Yeah. I mean, it just, I, he, he's definitely, uh, I think the UFC was really bummed to, to not have him champion because they would have loved to bring him to Mexico as a champion on a card. Um, and I mean, even if he's the challenger, that would still work. It would still definitely work. And, uh, that would be interesting, but, and doing it in Brazil makes a lot of sense in my opinion. And it's like not till May. So that makes sense too. So I wouldn't be surprised if it actually gets booked in Brazil.
1: Yeah, I could see it either way. And if it's if it's in one of their home countries and, and promoted the right way, then then they could main event a pay-per-view, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially if the card is like Marino and Figueredo in the main event. And one of the featured fights is like Yair Rodriguez against the top contender or something. Like you get a bunch of like really big Hispanic names on there. I think that right. could be a really cool show in Mexico, and vice versa for for Brazil. You get some of the the up and coming Brazilian fighters that are that are got a lot of buzz. Um, maybe where what background is Juliana Pena?
0: Uh, she is. Um... Man, you just got me. Because I, I honestly
1: her. don't know if she's Brazilian she or Hispanic.
0: Her, she's she's not Brazilian. She's uh, she, but,
1: but but Nunez is like if they my what I was getting at I didn't say but her, if they did like her and Nunez on the same show or something
0: that would be pretty huge. Um yeah. I'm looking up Pena right now. She's Mexican and Venezuelan descent.
1: Okay, Hispanic. So. There, dude. There, you could literally run that. You can do the double fight of Figueroa, Marino, and Pena, and Nunez in
0: either Mexico or Brazil, and it'd be huge for both yeah. of those fights. I don't see Amanda going to Mexico or Bra- maybe yeah. Brazil because Amanda's Brazilian, but I don't see her going yeah. to Mexico. I. I feel like Amanda's close to being done. Like the fact that she left the camp and starting her own camp. And I feel like her wife is going to be her head trainer, which to me has disaster written all over it. Um, I, Cause I mean, how, how tough can she really be on her? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. And, and Man, like listening to Juliana, man, that girl's such a, she's so confident. She's such a star. Like, She's not afraid of Amanda at all. She's like talking about how Amanda leaving ATT is like, what a zoo, huh? What a crazy place over there. What's going on over there, you know, and talking about how her team's about loyalty and and all this. Like she just has such a good head on her shoulders. She knows what she's doing. She knows that she is kind of at the top right now. And uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting.
1: Who would you choose if right now they announced – Pena versus Shevchenko for the
0: Bantamweight title. Uh, Shevchenko. I go for too. Yeah, same yeah, Yeah, all day long. But if – okay, who would you pick if it was Amanda and Juliana in a rematch? <sighs> I'd
1: probably take Juliana
0: this time. Yeah. I I just feel like the, the heart is just not there for Amanda anymore. Not that she she's gave like – She did 100%. She she tapped so fast. And I just don't know if she's really willing to like step into the fire again. Like she, she was, she was used to dominating and, and being like, she just wasn't used to people going after her like that. And I, and I feel like if Juliana doesn't crumble from the power and just like continually smashes her face, like, I feel like Amanda's going to quit again.
1: Yeah. I think if Pena can just put a pace on her again and just stay in her face and get her tired, like that's, that's the key to beating Amanda Nunez, getting yep. her tired early and getting her to want to get out of there. Yeah. Um, we'll throw which this is, up here real quick. Oh, go ahead.
0: Which is kind of like what Kat Zingano did to her as well. That's what, you know, that was the last time Amanda had lost and she just basically took her will and took over. Yeah. So, um, TDI, Charlie Brown, thanks for the super chat. I appreciate it. Did you guys catch the Bills and Chiefs game this past weekend? Honestly, I watched every minute of that game, and it was probably the greatest football game I'd ever seen in my life. Like, the last minute and 13 seconds, I think they said, was like 18 points were scored. Like, that is wild. And then the fact that, like, it was like 4th and 13, and Josh Allen was able to throw into the end zone and on a touchdown like he just anything short of that like of 13 yards the whole game's over and he was able to get a touchdown off of it with only 13 seconds left and then I don't understand why the Bills didn't try like a pooch kick to get a couple of seconds off the clock on kickoff they kicked the ball out of the end zone which gave them the ball at the 20 plus they still had a timeout so that really put them at a disadvantage um so that was a, that was a surprising tactic that I think the Buffalo would have wanted to redo. I honestly think when they kicked that ball, they thought they were going to win that game. There was thirteen seconds left; they just thought it was over. And this is a thing that just pisses me off. And by the way, I think we're getting Mike Zimmer as our defensive coordinator. I think that's almost that's going to happen. I've told you that. I, and I, I no, I think it's going to happen too. Yeah, I predicted that before. This I, I just felt like that was what was going to happen. Um. And, and and I'm not that upset about it because at the end of the day, like he's a better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach. And I still think he'll be able to produce. And wouldn't surprise me if we got Anthony Barr in free agency, just because he's familiar with the system. And, you know, you put Anthony Barr with Micah Parsons, might be a little fun, just saying. Uh, but anyways, um, I totally went off on a tangent. Uh, but – Oh, this is what it was. So, our whole issue was is that we couldn't throw the ball to our superstars, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. Like, we just couldn't figure it out. What did Kansas City do? When the game was on the line, one pass to Tyreek Hill, one pass to Kelsey. And, And there they are in field goal range. Like, you just find a way. You find a freaking way to get your ball to the superstars, and they will take care of it. Like, you can't just be like, well, they're covered. I hope Cedric Wilson's open. Like, no, you scheme it, you find a way. Like, I want an attacking offense. And because Kellen Moore had such a bad game, he cost himself a head coaching job, and now he's back as an OC with us. And I'm like, damn it. So hopefully he learned his lesson, because that that game literally cost him his job. So, but yeah, it was a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. Josh Allen went from a boy to a man. Josh Allen is a man. Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And him and Mahomes were like neck and neck. And I I feel like that that might be our new Peyton and Tom Brady, like going back and forth in the playoffs because just phenomenal game, phenomenal game. And And I don't really feel like the Chiefs can necessarily say that they were a better team. They just, they just got the ball last and that's all that really that worked out for them because that game was, I mean, they both scored 36 points on each other going into it, you know, like, Like, it was 36-36 going into overtime. It just – just one team got the ball first in the coin toss, and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the game was crazy. Can't really add much more to that. Um, I will say, though, it's one of those things where as much as I love Kirk Cousins, you watch guys like Josh
0: Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and it's like they're just a completely different league of what they do. I texted my friend. I was like, we're not better than these teams. Like, I feel much better. <laughs> I feel better about losing. Like, I, I felt like we were one of the best teams, and we blew a huge opportunity. And after watching that game, I was like, yeah, we can't beat them. No way. So. Yeah. Uh Chris Warden, thank you for the super chat as always. I appreciate it. Um, I know it's all for show, but I think it's pretty funny that Jake Paul just became a minority shareholder in WME and says he did it to help UFC fighters. I, I just this kid, man, I, I, I feel like that he just wants to troll Dana for fun. Like, it, it, I don't really know if this is actually like a real method to his madness. Um and I feel like that part of his whole celebrity boxing shtick is him versus the UFC. Like, that's part of the gimmick. And if you took that part out and it was just him and, like, boxers, I don't think it works at all. I really don't. Because, one, I think he gets he gets his ass whooped by an actual, like, really legit boxer. And, two... I don't think people care about that legit boxer that would beat his ass because boxing is terrible at promotion and he wouldn't be able to face a big enough name because they're not going to give him a huge name right off the bat. He's going to have to face some like mid-level boxer that would just clean his clock.
1: Yeah. He's in a really weird position with, <clears throat> with all that. Cause you can't give him like, even if it was like a ranked fighter outside of like a Canelo is, like, too high to where, like, you can't have him and Jake do it, but, like, he's really, like, the only one with a name that, like, would be worth it for Jake to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be, like, some, like, like the 10th ranked guy or whatever that nobody knows. He's a great boxer. It's not even worth Jake to do that fight because, like, that guy, that other guy doesn't have a big enough name. So, like, for Jake to do this, like, it has to be either a super high-level boxer, like a Canelo, but that just doesn't make any sense to actually do that. Or it has to be an MMA fighter that has a big name. Like that's where it's kind of at. And um, we'll see where he goes from there. Like I think that in boxing, maybe he, maybe on the boxing side, he fights Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. because he's beatable and he's a former champion and stuff. Um, like, I think it's more likely that Ant- that Jake Paul accepts a fight with Chavez than he does Anderson. Because, like, you know, I think Anderson works him, but he has a chance against Chavez. Like, I I don't think a great chance, but he has a chance. Um And then when it comes to the, the trolling the UFC and all that and being a, a minority o- owner or whatever, that's just, like, the most ironic thing of all time. If, like, if he's the one who finally gets it to where – the UFC has to up fighter pay. Like he's the reason like, that's just the ultimate troll. Dare I say cuck job of of all time to the entire, like he could, he could be like, yeah, Connor, you're a big deal and all, but like, I actually got the fighters paid. Right. You know what I mean? Like he keep talking. While Francis,
0: while Francis is holding out for more money, you got the YouTube kid. That's like basically negotiating his contract right now.
1: Yeah, dude, and how how stupid is this? So Dana White is going to let the Nelk boys, who I know very little about, it. I so they're like YouTuber yeah. influencer guys, yeah, like pranksters or gifts or gafter hype type dudes, probably wear a bunch of Supreme and hypebeast, you know that kind of stuff. And
0: yeah.
1: he's bringing them to the next, looking for a fight, and letting them choose who they like the best to give a UFC contract to, and the Nelk boys are gonna have a Nelk sponsored fighter in the UFC soon. So not only will like none of these other fighters allowed to take outside sponsorships, but like this one random fighter that the Nelk boys like are gonna get in the UFC, but you're not gonna let Jake Paul fight. Like yeah. you're, you're you're gonna let random YouTubers pick a fighter to sign. You're gonna let CM Punk fight. You're like but you're not gonna let Jake Paul fight. Like yeah. I'd argue that C- that Jake Paul is significantly more famous than CM Punk is, and yeah. he actually has some sort of combat sports background. Like, like there's you can't you can't be the same company that that let CM Punk fight and you're not gonna let Jake Paul fight. You don't let the Nelk boys choose a fighter and you're not going to let Jake Paul fight. It's 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 preposterous. Let
0: out of shape, James Tony fight like yeah, you know, like that was a freak show fight.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's just it seems. I get that Jake's out there poking the bear a lot, and Dana just doesn't like it. But Mm. at a certain point, Dana kind of deserves this to a degree because, like, he's become very. I love Dana White. I always respect what he's done for the UFC, but he's become very disconnected in recent years. I think from like what the actual UFC fan base wants. Yeah. Like he they they sold, he got his payout. He just has to stick around for the years he has to be there per the contract or whatever. I think he's more interested in meeting TikTokers and, and steve Stevo and this kind of stuff. Like then he is like actually which makes it even more crazy that he won't let Jake Paul fight. Like like well, it seems like he's all about this type of business now.
0: Well, let's kind of go let's let's go over the, the the heavyweight fight and talk about that because yeah. that's really a lot to do with Dana as well. Yeah. So The Francis fight, uh, I wish I'd have known that he had, like, you know, torn his MCL and had a messed up ACL and he needs surgery going into the thing. When he had two knee braces on, I was thinking, like, what is that about? It's very rare you see that. Um, He looked like crap standing. Like he he looked slow. He looked like he couldn't really get to where he wanted to go. Almost like Mark Hunt. Like where remember like when Mark Hunt would walk people down, he was just too slow to even get to where he needed to go. He just would be able to just stand there. Um, that's kind of what he looked like. And I was just thinking like this is this is not good. And then he just decided to be Khabib, and he took down Surreal. Uh, He lost the first two rounds, and then he took down Surreal basically at will. He was actually able to – and people are like, well, you know, he just took him down. No, like he was able to do some level changes. He was able to get into some positions. He wasn't really able to do much on the submission. But then, like, Surreal went for an ankle lock that he didn't know how to do, and it was just kind of like a sloppy heavyweight fight. But, I mean, Francis was in real bad shape going into the fight, and he won. So, you got to give him credit. Now, Dana. And Dana refused to put the belt on Francis. Had Hunter Campbell put the belt on Francis, who's, like, the guy that, like, books the shows and stuff. Like, matchmaker. And I just... I've seen this so many times, though, dude. didn't do the presser like, either after the he, fight. The, that was another one where I was yeah. like, wow. Which means he's so pissed that like he has to cool down because he doesn't want to talk to the media. Because Dana, even when he's mad, will talk to the media. This time, he was so pissed he wouldn't even talk to the media. One, I think he thinks the fight sucked, right? And then two, he's not happy with the Francis situation. Um, and this is the, the, the real issue too. You have the legit heavyweight champion, and then you have the so-called number one contender who's never had a heavyweight fight, who we don't even know his fighting future in John Jones. We don't know if either one of them are going to fight again. So what do you do? Because it's pretty obvious Francis is not coming back. He's going to hold out for his year because that's what I understand is he just has to hold out for a year and then he's a free agent. So he's going to hold out for a year and not fight. And this is another thing that I looked into. Francis is 35, which means he'll be 36 going into free agency, which is not ideal by any means. Um, And what I don't like is it's basically... So he can fight Tyson Fury, make a bunch of money and get his ass knocked out, is basically what's gonna happen. And like that's it, I guess. You know? Like I can understand. Like, why would the UFC want him to fight Tyson Fury? Because that's just that's just gonna be bad for business, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll it'll get some buzz. I don't think it'll be anywhere close to Connor Floyd buzz. Like, I think you're maybe looking at close to 800 to a million buys and you're going to have your ufc champion get completely destroyed so
1: yeah I, th- I think the overall the real issue is like just the fact that this clauses in people's contracts to where they can't get out if they're the champion even if they're i agree up. with that like I that's agree with
0: that that's what's causing this whole
1: problem um
0: The problem is too, though, is if you get rid of it, you got to get rid of it for everyone. And so that really makes things tough for their business because they don't offer the best deals, right? And so the last thing they want to do is to constantly be put into bidding war. At the end of the day, I think it's going to happen regardless, but I don't think Francis is the one that's going to do it. But I think it just will happen, whether it's you know a commission finally says this is wrong, this is enough or whatever, but I just feel like there's too much attention being brought to this subject to where something isn't going to get done.
1: Yeah. I mean, for this kind of stuff to happen, the fighters would have to unionize. And I just don't think that it will happen. In that, our that's life not times. happening. Yeah. No, because so. the
0: problem is, is there's somebody out there in, probably 30 minutes down the road that busts his ass in an MMA gym. And if the UFC gives him a call, he'll be there in 2.2 seconds and he'll fight for nothing. And they'll make him a star, you know, like it, the fights make the stars, right? And the problem is too, is it sounds like Francis has turned down a lot of money. Like he said that he's already down $7 million in money that he's turned down. So we're we're at the point now where it's not even reasonable because I know now he's probably going to want the money that he's lost plus current money. That's not happening. So I, I just don't see any way that Francis is back.
1: Yeah, I don't see it either, unless they get, I mean, maybe, so there's a few options, right? You have John Jones, but that's a really tough one to make on both sides. Because, like, you got to get John in there, and you got to get Francis in there. That's a lot of work for both sides. There's a possibility uh, that Derek Lewis beats Tai Chi Uvasa, and they want to run back Lewis and, and Ganu. That match was terrible the first time, but it's like, there's no way it could be worse the second time, right? Like, maybe we'll see a good fight. You have the Stipe Trilogy just, like, waiting there. Like you you could do that at any time uh if they wants it, to come back.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, if you can't get Francis, to me, the fight to make is an, an a new interim title, whatever, for John Jones and Stepe. I think that's the fight that would make the most sense.
1: If they want to make the most money. Now this this would be, I would say, whether it wouldn't matter really whether Francis wanted a fight or not. If they If they waited till like March to figure out things for for the heavyweight title, yeah. If after WrestleMania, Brock's going to go back to Dana like he does every year and go, How much money would you pay me if I came back? And then he goes back to Vince and goes, Hey, Dana just offered me this much money. So you're going to have to give me this much more to stay. If they go, Hey, Brock, we'll give you like 15, $20 million to fight John Jones for the heavyweight title. Like that's a humongous fight.
0: That's you know what I
1: mean? Fight. Like, That's I think that there's a fight. chance we might see Brock again. I, I don't think we've seen him fight for the last time. And like the UFC is kind of in a desperate position. Now where like, if you're not going to have Francis or, or of course, if you have Francis, you can convince him, like, you know what, you're looking for all this money. We can, we can, we can, uh, kind of bend ourselves backwards here and go, okay. Like if it's Brock, we're going to make so much money off of this thing that like, we can give you big money to fight Brock. Like, I think it might take that kind of opponent for the UFC to be like, you versus these other guys, we just can't, it just isn't feasible for us to give you the money you're asking for. But we'll give you, a, you were making, a, you know, $500,000 to a $1 million before, we'll give you we'll give you $7 million to fight Brock. Like, because the, the company would make it back if it was Brock, because that would be such a huge pay-per-view draw. So... Maybe maybe that's what it would take, just a gigantic Brock Lesnar return for someone like uh for someone like Francis to to have one more fight there. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That for man, in Brock like forty two. Like yeah, that, but
1: it doesn't matter for the like No, Dana I think
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean honestly, I feel like you make that fight, you're expecting John Jones to win. It's just about getting a giant pay per view. Well,
1: I think John Jones beats Francis too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, especially
0: the way that Francis looked. Oof. Yeah. Rough.
1: So but, I don't know. But I'll also I, say Taichu Vasa is an interesting contender. If he beats Derek Lewis, like especially if he knocks him out, he's super marketable with the shoeies and his personality and all that yeah. stuff. Like I could see him maybe getting a title shot if he beats Lewis. Also,
0: I like the idea of Stipe and John though, because Stipe is like one of the top goats of heavyweight, and then you do him and John. That really shows where John is at a heavyweight fight. Um, I think that that one makes sense. But the funny thing is, is remember how much issues Stipe and the UFC had as well? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it just seems like the heavyweight division. I think one thing that Dana has a problem with is with the, the heavyweight division is it's always kind of been the crap division of the, the company. Like, he's just hard to find stars. Pride dominated in the heavyweight division. And then by the time that those guys came over, you didn't get Fedor. Krokop was past his prime. So was Nog. Like, there were a lot of guys, and then it's, like, whatever the new current, you know, you had Steve Bay and stuff, but it was, like, the money makers was 205, 185, all that, and so I just think that he might not see the same value in the heavyweight division, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, when they've also had one of the biggest histories of, like, cha- like titles having to be vacated for various reasons, and, like, the, the division always seems to be in some sort of. Disarray Armosty, for the most part. Frank
0: Mir, like yeah. uh Frank failing. Yep. Yeah. Frank Mir yeah. got in the motorcycle accident, and had to vacate. But yeah, I mean it's I don't know. This is this is the Dana I don't like though. This is the petty Dana. I just want to be a fan of the sport and I want to see the best fights possible. And I'm not interested in all the drama and all that crap. But it's definitely gotten to that point to where it's it's unfortunate, and it sucks.
1: The more that I think about it, too, even though there aren't a lot of guys on, like, the current UFC, like, active roster right now that, that are in this boat, like, when you bring up names like Fedor and stuff, I know I talked about it, la- like, on our, like, end-of-year stuff that I, mm-hmm. I want to see Fedor fight in the UFC. Like, you have him out there, like, you you could – dc might want to itch to come back at some mm. point like mm. but what about this idea this is really oh, out boy. out of the blue but oh, <laughs> you need a challenger there's no other options you know what to do glover to share a beats your pohoska and then moves up for a heavyweight title shot
0: um, we're all over the place now huh? i'm just saying uh, like there's options like there are yeah. options yeah No, they'll they'll figure it out. They'll move on without Francis, no doubt about it. Like, they absolutely will. But it will feel like that that's not the real champion no matter what. So, I, I don't know. It's unfortunate. You would hope that there's some type of breakthrough. And, I mean, honestly, every single beef I've usually seen it get resolved, at least to a point where they've done business. I mean, the Tito and Dana thing was as nasty as I've ever seen, and he came back. B.J. Penn came back, Randy Couture came back. I mean, you name it. Uh, Frank Shamrock's the only one that was like, "Nope, y'all go to hell." But you name it, and and they've worked it out. So we'll and see. feelings
1: can change too for Steve, for uh, for Francis. To, you know, over this course of the next year, if he's sitting out, I mean, he's not getting paid anything if he's not fighting. So like. You know, it is that... kind of
0: the injury kind of works out in his favor though, because then it can be like, Well, I'm just sitting out because I'm recovering from my injury, not because I'm holding out from the UFC. You know, and then if they're like, Well, then we gave you a fight, you couldn't make the fight, so now we have to do an interim title or something, people are gonna be like, Well, he's injured, so why would you give him a fight if he's injured? So it it does kind of help him in that aspect.
1: Yeah. If you had to make a bet, like, I mean, if this was Ninja Mac and he's telling me, you make <laughs> bet.
0: make a bet. Who would you bet say? Because like
1: to me, it's between it's honestly between for me, Brock, Jones, or Stipe to be the next if, if Francis does fight again.
0: Um I think if it's if Francis fights again, it's Jones. I yeah, it's a, I
1: think that's probably the best, the best. I uh, think the most Brock likely. and
0: Francis would be wild because Francis doesn't. I mean, we saw some of his wrestling, but he doesn't have high level wrestling like Brock has, and Brock would just constantly go for the shoot and really try to wear him down. I think that would be wild, but man, I feel like eventually Francis would catch him. But um, yeah, I, I just I feel like John is going to be fighting for the heavyweight title next, and I feel like he's going to win it. Like I just. I don't think that there's a lot of competition out there. Um, especially if he beats be to me, that's pretty much the best that he's going to face. Surreal's good, but I don't think surreal has the killer instinct. And I think that if like John, like hit him with a spinning back elbow and took him down at will, as you can see, Francis did, and he could absolutely do that and start roughing him up on the ground. And John would submit him. John knows what to do on the ground. Like, uh, I think John would dominate that as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. At the very least, you can mount him and just start reining elbows or something. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, And the same thing, like you're saying with Brock and Francis. Like, that's the big problem with Brock when he fights, is like, no one likes getting hit, but the way that Brock reacts to getting hit is a lot different than most fighters. Like, he gets hit and kind of like turns and like covers up differently. And it just, it looks like he just doesn't react to getting hit very well. So. Um, We got another Super Chat from Dirty before we get out of here, UFC-related.
0: If Amanda loses again, is she still the GOAT? Thanks for the Super Chat, Dirty. I appreciate it. Um, No. (laughs) Not in my opinion. I would probably put Valentina up there. Um, And I still am necessarily eliminating Cyborg because I feel like that she just fought a terribly stupid fight but she's won every fight that she's been in besides that one. And though she lost her first fight, which probably by submission, but like it, to me, it, it makes it much more of a competitive um, in, in that aspect. And also like just female goat to me too. I feel like Holly Holm has to be up there just for what she did in boxing as well. Like for her to go into boxing and be a boxing hall of famer. Like she's going to the same class as Roy Jones and all those. And also come in here and upset Ronda Rousey when Ronda was just at her prime peak and she destroyed her. Like I I, I have a really uh, soft spot in my heart for Holly Holm.
1: Yeah, and she did this in multiple weights, also. Like, yeah, went up and down, and was always, always a contender. Like, either a title shot or no more contender. Almost every time she fought, she's
0: not the goat in MMA, but just like overall, if you consider her boxing career with MMA, like combat sport female goat, she's up there for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say if Amanda loses again, a big part of that is who does she lose to? Like, if she loses to Pena again. It just it depends on kind of where Shevchenko is at with everything. If Shevchenko beats Nunez, even though she's lost to her twice before, if Shevchenko were to beat Nunez right now, it's if Shevchenko is a GOAT. Um, what if
0: Shevchenko just goes in there and beats Peña? Because she already has beaten her, but then she just beat her after a title. Like, she yeah. beat Amanda.
1: Uh, and she'd also be a double champ. I'd say this, if Shevchenko beat Pena for that title and then defended each of those titles, like did what Nunez did, like went back to feather or to flyweight and defended, went back to bantamweight and defended. If she did that, then I consider her the Yeah. Yeah, because that's one thing we have to consider with with Nunez. Is she was going, she's, and she still is the champion at 145. Everyone forgets that, but (laughs) because the
0: division's forgettable. Yeah, because
1: the division doesn't Uh, actually, there's there's not even rankings on the website still for that division. It's just uh, her champion.
0: they've got like one fighter in there. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. So I, I I think, I think at the end of the day, Shevchenko is going to be the GOAT. When this is all said and done and she retires, she's retiring as the GOAT. But, We'll we'll see what happens. But like but, if Anya
1: I... beats Shevchenko, then it's like you beat Nunez, and it's almost like Volkanovski Oof. kind of where you're like, does Volkanovski already jump like Holloway? Because like Holloway beat Aldo twice, but like he yeah. beat Holloway twice. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of you start thinking about it like that, where like if you're if you're beating the goats, like you might be the goat,
0: you know? Yeah. Also, real quick, I just wanted to say uh, Khabib's promotion is this weekend. Eagle FC Um, Rashad Evans is returning and yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Um, Kevin Lee. Yeah. Is Kevin Lee on that card? I don't know. I thought he was, he might be, I know he signed with them, but I don't, I don't know if he's actually on that card, Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. Um, I think Tyron Spong is on the card. Maybe. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But I I think it's free. I think it's a free event, and you can watch it, like, on Roku and stuff. So if you guys are interested in that, check that out and kind of see if uh, that promotion can get anything going.
1: Yeah, just name and just blast from the past over here. But, yeah, Paul Paul Ophelia is fighting on this thing.
0: (laughs) He might be next. You know what I mean? He might be next.
1: I say that kind of jokingly, but like when I watch bare knuckle FC, that's like pretty much what we're watching. It's like all the guys that we used to watch in their primes. Oh, this is pretty funny. There's a, do you know who FPS Russia is? old YouTuber. He, uh, he's like blow shit up and and shoot guns a lot on the internet. Anyways, he does this big podcast now called PKA. And it's like one of the bigger like YouTube podcasts, mainly about internet stuff or whatever. And, he has been in like a war of words with Diego Sanchez. And months ago, this guy caught his real name's Kyle, FPS Russia, and he's he's in very, very good shape. Like uh the training regiment, eats well, the whole deal. Like very, very good shape, but he's not a fighter. He just he just cares about his health. And yeah. him and Diego have gone back and forth, and he claims that Diego Sanchez invited him this is once again this is his words not mine i'm not making this up i'm not just trying to sound crazy he claims that diego sanchez offered to let him suck his dick while josh fabia watched and and kyle was like no man like i'm not about that at all and he was like no it's, it's not gay it's about respect like, like that, oh. like, that's the life that, like, Diego Sanchez has been living ever since, like, the, the Josh Fabia is, like... So, that's, actually,
0: that's how he ended up being, like, with him because it was about respect. Wow. Yeah,
1: like, there was some stuff going on with those guys. And, and, like, you could and, tell. You yeah, can yeah. tell. There and was definitely
0: something there.
1: When Kyle has come out a few times and been, like, I'm not trying to fight this guy, but, like, I need to call him out for this stuff. And he's talking a lot of shit about me. Now, all of a sudden, Kyle's changed his mind. He's like, you know what? Like, I will fight Diego Sanchez. Like, screw it. Like, who cares? Like, if he knocks me out, whatever. Like, I'll get paid a ton of money. Like, I got a big following. And so you got millions of followers on on YouTube and stuff. He's like, you know what? Like, I will fight Diego Sanchez. And he's apparently sent him three contracts now for, like, what he asked for. And now Diego is, like, not signing. So it's like this dude is a mess. Like, I like, I don't think that he's even doing this stuff with Josh Fabian anymore, to my knowledge. Yeah, like, I he's think he, not. Yeah, but he, like, they, that dude ruined his up. life. Like, yeah, Diego sure. is, I saw the other day that Diego was like getting super stoned, like on camera or something, like smoking a ton yeah. of weed. And I'm like, just a couple years ago, I remember this guy talking about how he stopped smoking weed because he thought it got the devil inside of him. And like, he yeah, was like yeah. hearing voices in his head and stuff. Like this dude is this dude is all over the place, but I just want to throw that out there. We've talked a lot of trash about Josh Fabia and like Diego's weirdness and stuff. That's apparently the kind of stuff that that dude's doing behind the scenes. So like, just throwing that out there. Fun. So,
0: Fun. Yeah. What, what, what a way for a legend to go out. Uh, yeah. Sucks. No,
1: no, no. Yeah. If you suck my dick, it's, you know, it isn't gay. It's, it's about respect. And, and my trainer is going to watch.
0: Okay. What? Wow. Yeah, so uh <laughs> what a way to end the show. I'll yeah, never forget a I'll, never, I'll never forget Diego and Gilbert Melendez live. <laughs> One of the best fights I ever seen. Amazing. Oh Shout dude, no one's Diego. denying that he was no, a no, as- fighter, but like, no, like the last just, few wow. years
1: were so bizarre. And you like thought, you thought
0: Tyron <laughs> Woodley went out rough. Well Diego's like, hold my beer.
1: So <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about Tyron getting his yeah, jump yeah, chewed yeah, off yeah, by. Yeah. Anyway, the one chipper, yeah, yes, yeah, one's fake and one's real, so there is a big right. difference there. Um, I, I do have all the names up for the Wrestle Rumble entry in front of me. Cool. What I'm gonna do is I have them in front of me. I'm gonna like close my eyes and point at a name. You always have to trust. I mean, there, I have. There's no bias here. There's not anyone I would want to win any more than anyone else. It's just the easiest way to do it because there's only. One, two, three, four, five, six names. Um, the names on here are ECW Hardcore 7, John Gorman, Michael Young, TDI Charlie Brown, Chris Warden, and Dirty Clyde are all the are all the people who send super chats. And I'm going to point at a name here in a second and I'll read it out. Whoever I, whoever I say is going to get a free entry to the WrestleRumble.com Royal Rumble Pick'em Contest. The top prize is $1,000. You can go check that out at WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to follow them on social media at WrestleRumble. And um, if I say your name, please just either type in the chat if you're here or we'll try to reach out to you on Twitter. I just need to get your email address so that they can send you the, the free entry on Saturday before the show.
0: You've got links down there of our Twitters and stuff. Just reach out to us. We'll get it to you.
1: Yeah, for sure. And they, they get sent out on Saturday, uh, like Saturday morning or afternoon. So if you if you see this later, like we got we got time to to get you, to get this to you, and we we will all get you to it. So I'm gonna close my eyes, get my fingers up here, move my hand around. Wow, dirty Cleggy, dirty. You, right. get, you got the W. Um, if you want that free entry, if you're still here, I know you sent a recent super chat. If you uh, can just let me know your email address, I will make sure you get a free entry to the Royal Rumble picking contest.
0: Speaking of that, real quick, who do you got?
1: So I see the
0: and female rumble,
1: female rumble, Ronda Rousey. Okay, um, if she's there, she's winning. I'm yeah, dead set on that.
0: I would would be happy to see her back.
1: For the men's, I see this one of two ways. Either it depends on how they the 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 order of the show. If they do Brock and Bobby early and Bobby wins like it had to be a whole bunch of BS like Roman gets involved they usually get involved yada yada but 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 Lashley leaves as the champion yeah I think Brock enters the Royal Rumble and wins and it's him and Roman at Wrestlemania okay. um, I think otherwise you know who I'm gonna go with
0: I don't
1: I've been calling for this for a while
0: why can't I think of it Riddle
1: no, no, that's I like riddle. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, this isn't yeah. somebody that. This, oh no, no,
0: no! And I know exactly who you're gonna pick. Never mind. Go on. Okay, next. what am to Omos. say it
1: because that's I'm done talking about Omos it. So. or whatever. Omos, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna say Brock Lesnar wins if if uh, if he loses the title earlier in the night. But if not, I'm gonna go with Omos to win the Men's Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really hate that, but yeah um
1: i mean i i do too i'm just saying like yeah i know i
0: know i know i get it it just i hate it because it's very likely too. um i at the end of the day there's just no way it's not brock and roman at wrestlemania so the the only other it, it, and i feel like that it's going to be title versus title I, the way they'll do it so i i don't know i i, I have no idea is seth rollins in the rumble i don't know but it's it's
1: rollins versus roman for the title on the show
0: okay that's right that's right that's right yeah
1: it's actually a good show on paper like yeah it's not bad you got
0: uh you got edge and his wife versus miz and his wife um i don't Um, care about that yeah, I'm just thinking of the card. No, I, I know. I'm know. just
1: saying. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a pretty good card. We got the Miz and Marie, so that's a tag. Well, game. isn't that funny,
0: too? It's like, hey, Edge, you came back from a broken neck, and you know, we really want to make sure we get all these bangers out of the way here. Oh, by the way, you're going to work for with Randy Orton, Roman, Seth Rollins, and then you're going to get the Miz. Like, what? Like, why can't we get Edge and AJ Styles at least or something, man? Like, the Miz? Whatever. Um yeah, I don't know all the the matches. I really don't. I'll take your word for it. We'll we'll go with Dude, that. I don't
1: either. I haven't watched the WWE since the, whatever the last pay-per-view was. I'm just going based on like I know they're going to do Brock and Roman and I assume yep. it's going to be title versus title, but that's where I that's why I kind of have the two picks because like if it's title versus title the like it doesn't matter who wins the men's Royal Rumble because it would just be Brock and Roman anyways. So like what, you know what I mean? It just seems like it wouldn't matter who won the men's Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, no. And man, I just, I hope that Brock and Lashley live up to the hype because that thing has like so many people have wanted to see that match. And I really hope that they go out there and, and deliver something that people are happy with, because if that thing's a dud, man, people are going to be upset.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't have, like, super high expectations, but I think that it's... I mean, that last pay-per-view, that main event was great, and it was only, like, five minutes long, but they went out there and just, like, spam finishers and, like... See, that's why I kind of
0: think It should just almost be, like, the Goldberg-Brock-type match, but longer and with more type power moves because both of them can go more than Goldberg can. You know what I mean? Yeah, and
1: Brock will sell for Lashley. Like, he showed it in that last multi-man match I was just talking about. Like, if anyone's going to make it looked believable that that you know roman and and lashley are really the only two guys that like could believably i mean within the realm of the WWE, i think brock beats them both up in real life but like you know what i mean on the WWE, they're really the only guys who are like that level of credible i don't know what they're gonna do with the royal rumble winner though like if both guys are champions going to the show they do have the two nights so maybe they do some sort of new japan thing where they're like you know whoever wins the royal rumble you know challenges Lesnar on night one and like maybe whoever wins like the chamber or something wrestles Roman on night one. And then like like Roman and Brock both have to win
0: with the chamber. Now it's just like the Royal Rumble doesn't have the same importance because then they find a way for like whoever wins the chamber gets a title shot too, or that Royal Rumble shot goes on the line, the chamber match or whatever. And it's just, it's always something. Yeah.
1: I'm kind of leaning towards that. They probably do that. Like, almost like they can almost even frame it like the um was it armageddon when jericho won the Mm -hmm. the titles where it's like night one is rumble winner versus champion and elimination chamber winner versus champion and then the winners of that Is the undisputed title in in night two, and that's Brock and Roman. What it winds up being then they unify the titles. They get rid of the brand split. Like let's let's do title versus title on everything. Do IC champ versus do whoever that I think it's Nakamura. I think do do him and Damian Priest title versus title, and do just just combine it all and get rid of the super brand split. That makes no sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. But the un- you were talking about the undisputed title with Jericho when he beat Austin. Yeah, Draft. that was vengeance.
1: Vengeance. That was that was spacing on the on the name. That's right. But yeah. I,
0: but I think Armageddon was the one where he came back with a short hair and ended up winning the title. I think that was Armageddon. Okay, that's why I mixed them up. But yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, well, I know there's to we'll, be uh, somebody
0: in there being like, "Oh no, that's not what happened. What happened?" You know, like, sorry. Yeah, it was
1: definitely vengeance. You're definitely yeah.
0: right. I love Um, that pay-per-view. Rob Van Dam and Undertaker.
1: And that was also surprising because of those four people, Jericho is the least likely to win between Austin Rock, Jericho, and Kurt Angle. Bill and I Um, were
0: so pissed because we did not like Jericho at all. And then like from that to like, by the time that he got to mania, we liked Jericho. Like he, he won us over within that time period. Um, and, but at first like we couldn't stand him who's that same WCW guy that we hated uh, but yeah good good times
1: yeah well that's probably a good time to wrap it up uh, yep. once again dirty Cleggy if you see this or hear this I, I don't know if do we have him on Twitter he is on Twitter okay we'll reach out on Twitter um to get you that we just gotta get your email address um make sure y'all to support unkind eSports. The logo above me here. They have their Twitter uh, is at Unkind Esports. Same with their Instagram. Website is unkindesports.com. If you are a gamer, go ahead and check them out, become a part of the community. A lot of wrestling fans and MMA fans over there at Unkind. They're getting their Twitch up and running again. They're looking for gamers. If you if you play Halo Infinite or really any game, but I know they're really looking for Halo players right now. Reach out to them or reach out to me and I'll talk to them for you, like get y'all in touch. Um, they're looking for people to play games. They're looking for content creators. They're looking for social media people. They're they're looking to expand their brand and uh, they're helping us out. So please support them because it support us. Once again, thank you to Unkind Esports. Thank you also to WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to jump in there, WrestleRumble.com and Twitter at WrestleRumble. They have $1,000 on the line for first place. And they have some belt giveaways too, uh, some raffles type stuff that they're doing also for like custom world championship belts and stuff that look pretty cool like they have uh some some royal rumble moments ones where it's like custom plates with like rick flair winning the royal rumble and all that stuff and uh so really cool stuff over there up for up for grabs wrestlerumble.com so thank you to all of them for uh for being a part of the show and you can follow me on twitter fight talk underscore and i'll keep all my stuff updated over there
0: Awesome. Uh, just real quick before we bounce, who, who do you got in the games? Uh, Chiefs and Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals. Chiefs. Yep, yeah. And Rams and 49ers.
1: This is tough because I don't think either of those teams were going to be here. I thought the Chiefs would yeah. still be
0: here. Those Cincinnati Bengals are obviously a big surprise. I'm going to go <laughs> We're playing with house money right now, though, man. They're young and they just sling the rock and they're they they had no yeah. pressure, no expectations, and they're just playing with house money.
1: I, I'm gonna go Niners over the Rams. I think it'll be I, high they scoring. All,
0: they always beat them too, but I just feel like it's gonna their their time's gonna run out. I feel like the Rams just have too much firepower and. Uh, I think the Rams – plus, I, I mean, kind of selfishly as a football fan, I just want to see the Rams and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think that would be an explosive, crazy shootout-type match, type game. So, um, but, yeah. So, I've got I've got the Rams and the Chiefs.
1: And I will say shout-out to Robbie Gold, who I've hated most of my life because, yeah. you know, bears and everything. But right. I love that, <laughs> that video of him telling – garoppolo like Packers. The, oh man i love that um and that's another whole other thing that that would take a whole other podcast but it's so strange to me that the 49ers seem so eager to make a move to get rid of garoppolo and it's like why like you win yeah. it not uh, makes yeah. no like i would die to be in the position the 49ers are in if I, if they were the vikings like
0: and that and if they win again that's the second time garoppolo and <laughs> yeah. them have been to the super bowl yeah, i know it's like, crazy well, like, why isn't this guy good enough? Like, what's the problem be, here? Be yeah. careful what you wish for is all I can say. Is like, when you think you can keep upgrading, eventually that backfires. Yeah, 100%.
1: It's because they, they got Trey Lance, right? So, like, that's like their dilemma is like they drafted him high. But, and But
0: they drafted him because they wanted to get rid of Garoppolo. I mean, that right. was the whole point of this. And now it's like, oh, we're, about, we're in the NFC Championship with Garoppolo. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. I... I...
1: I do I did see the Vikings just real quickly, I'll bring this up. I know that they were gonna interview Ryan Poles and Adolfo Mensa and yeah. Poles before the second interview went and signed with the Bears. So yeah. we missed out on that because we took too long. Um yeah. and Adolfo Mensa met with the team today, but there is still no announcement about him being the GM. So like I hope they figure that out soon because He got to be our guy now. He's like twenty three years old. Uh, Wow. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thirty two years old. I'm sorry. But say twenty three, man. But yeah, thirty two is. Thirty
0: two is is, especially going from Spillman to that. That is a big change. But
1: I think if like we can go younger and different mindset and like. I don't know how much I love the idea. This guy's like a Wall Street guy who's been, he went from like Wall Street to the NFL, but he's like a really smart numbers guy and seems to be really personable and like people seem to really like him. So if you can get like young guy paired with like a young coach, preferably a young coach that does have some experience already, like maybe a new direction, but I'm also worried that the Vikings are going to miss out on this because now we're down to only him Everyone else is starting to get their, their situations figured out on other teams. And now Adolfo Mensa has all the leverage on us because if he says no and goes somewhere else, we're back to, to the starting point and also need to hire a head coach whenever we get the
0: GM figured out. So,
1: like, we got a lot of shit we need to do right now before all the other teams do it before us and get all the people we want. So
0: What's crazy, too, there are nine head coaching jobs available. Yeah. Nine. So, like, if you don't get your guy, like, the competition right now is insane. I bet people are going to have to pay so much money to get coaches because there are going to be so many different options.
1: Yeah. I want Nathaniel Hackett. He's, like, my top right now, Uh, the offensive coordinator from Green Bay. Um, It
0: seems like him and Quinn are the top candidates for Denver, and everyone keeps saying Quinn is going to get the Denver job. But he's also kind of flirting with the Giants. So like Flores and possibly Quinn could go to the Giants. But if Quinn doesn't go – if Quinn goes to Denver, then, I mean, Hackett could definitely be a possibility. But the thing that I find interesting, though, is if you're trying to lure Aaron Rodgers, which I think Denver is a very nice spot for Aaron Rodgers because they have three top wide receivers and they've got good running backs – and they've got a decent defense. If you bring in his former OC as the head coach, what easier way to to bring him in that way? You know what I mean? Well, so, I'd like to see I, that
1: happen in Minnesota. Like, I'll take Rodgers and Hackett together for sure. Like, which, I mean,
0: it, it's not completely out of the question if you traded away Cousins and then you just brought in, you know, Rodgers or something like that. But, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, and Roger said that he's not going to wait all the way till free agency. So he's going to make a decision soon. And it really sounds like Brady's done like Brady's talking about his time to be with his family and all that stuff. I've never heard him talk like that before. So I, I think, I think Brady's done
1: there. There's a candidate out of San Francisco. I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> Daniel
0: or whatever is McDaniel, something he's like, he looks like he's like straight out of Mad. Oh, you're talking about the DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan. I,
1: I, I. If if we hired Alpha Mensa, because he, he right, right. He has done like I think two seasons as the VP for the Browns, but before that, he was with the 49ers for like a decade or something.
0: Oh wow. Okay. So
1: I I could see if they if they bring in Alpha Mensa, I could see them bringing. Uh, D'Amico in as the head coach because they they have history together. And so. D'Amico was a
0: former player. like right, right, was right. a really good linebacker for the Texans, and then he finished his career in Philadelphia. Um, but he, he's a really good player, so he's, he's definitely like, he'll have the respect of the players because he was in there. He was in that yeah. grind, you know what I mean? And yeah. then like, they haven't had the best secondary. They don't necessarily have the best players on that defense. They have a really good front, but for them to be able to only allow the Packers to score 10 points and beat us and um, now, you know, in the NFC Championship. I mean, the 49ers have beaten the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Packers in a row. And now they're going to face the Rams again. Like, that's that's wild. So, yeah, he's definitely going to be a, a commodity. I just don't know if people are going to want to jump and make him a head coach off of just one year of being a D.C., like he replaced the head coach from the jets and, and he became the DC and it's like right off the bat, they're going to make him a head coach. So it, it it could work out for sure, but it's kind of a risky move.
1: Yeah. So we'll see, but I'd imagine the Vikings will start making some announcements <clears throat> hopefully as soon as tomorrow. Cause yeah, we're over here missing out on Ryan Poles would have been a great GM for us. I liked him a lot and the bears. We're smart and they brought him in for one interview and they offered him the job in the spot and they didn't play around and we're over here playing around. So
0: we're watching the parade <coughs> go by, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right,
0: guys, we're out. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Everybody enjoy dynamite and uh, enjoy the final games, the championship games in the AFC and the NFC and see who's going to the Super Bowl because our teams aren't. See you later.